Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dara, Captain Brunch here with Destiny Frazier. So I'm not saying the Sunday streams are starting to kind of invade my personal life. I went to a gas station bathroom today and I showed them started looking for Yahweh. Oh, do not. <laughs> do not. Leave something All behind saying, closed if you, doors. If you, if you hear me request for the drop, just do it. <laughs> it's funny. I, I feel so out of touch uh, when it comes to, I guess, Raw. SmackDown main roster. I don't even. I'm trying to remember. I was looking right at the screen. And I don't remember the finish. <laughs> like what happened? Do we even care? I don't uh, want to spoil it because I we have people on the West Coast that are still watching. I, I, I forgot. That's how little I was invested in, in the ongoings. Well, let's be real. That's how little they at this point encourage us to be invested. So. Yeah. Right. Hey, what's up, Ashley? How are you doing over there? Welcome howdy, to, howdy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to all of you guys, you early people in here. I know the chat will fill up. Uh, Stasis and Willie V2, Cool, Icy, The Gamer, Sugar, Shanks, Night Owl, George with a Z, Weekly Planet, aka Ashley. Of course, all of you guys listen to iTunes, Stitcher, Tune, and SoundCloud. I know I don't shout you guys very often in the beginning. I figured I'd be different today. Yeah. So this is what I believe is that Marnie out there? Where? Uh, Jalissa Wood? No, that, that is Marceline. That's Marceline, Jesus Christ. Huh? What do you see her at? Yeah, she was uh she popped up not too long ago. She's uh-huh. over uh, on YouTube. Oh gotcha. Yeah, sorry if I miss you guys. Uh just been busy putting the program together. But there's a lot going on. We got a poll tonight. We're gonna be voting on the matches for this upcoming Sunday pay per view. Extreme rules. I'm not calling it how power show or right. Boogie we're calling it what the fuck it is, extreme rules. Extreme like, rules. Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. Y'all should be glad we don't call it one night stand right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. WWE last stand. At the right day going. So. Yeah, tell me about it. But yeah, we got the polls, a bunch of different things coming up. I'm going to start it with something light just because there's not much light as usual. That's been like the ongoing gimmick for us lately. Just rough news here and there. <laughs> yeah, like the- George called it. it really is the like, COVID show. Come on, man. come on now. It's the acqu- it's the acquisition show too. Yeah, tell me about it. So WWE 2K Battlegrounds, <laughs> the game we're all the most excited for, has released another trailer. I don't even need UFC four, which we yes was announced. I just give me my battleground. You just give me my battlegrounds. Write it down. Yeah, let me see what this says. <laughs> What the hell we got? Look at that. Only took five minutes. Look at that. We getting out here, man. I'm telling you. The hell? Ah, that looks rough. Why you're there, we know you're 
I mean. It depends. What's the price of this thing? I don't know yet. It better not cost more. It, it, it better not cost more than gang beats. <laughs> more than gang beats. Come on. I mean, for the so brand yeah, alone, perfect. you're paying for for WWE. For anyone that's watching on iTunes or whatever, we're going to drop that into our bot, and he'll tweet it out so you can see it on social oh, media. So apparently it looks like The Undertaker wrestles with the hat. Yeah, that's not weird. Okay. All right. That was... <sighs> yeah, that was our grievance last time, right? That he, he wrestles with the hat on? Oh, that was one of many. Yeah, I guess. I mean, oh, yeah, the, the could, existence you, of you it could, instead you, of having the game. Go. Oh, so the stat. Wait a minute, we got prices right here. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at my program. Oh so God, it's going to be out September 18th, and the standard edition is going to be 39.99 with the deluxe being 49.99. Hmm. Thoughts, chat room, anybody? What are your thoughts on that price? I don't want to be the first one out to. Uh, I mean, you definitely couldn't pull it the same as any of the 2K games having to be a full sixty. That's for sure. So it's good that they did that. But oh, I, I don't know if I'd even do it for forty. Huh? Yeah, you could that was, you you could have just been like yeah, could just uh remastered All Stars if we were going this route. I mean, you know what? I hate to sound jaded because I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I think that in the era that we're in right now, and I'm not just going to blame it on the era. I'm not talking about our global circumstances, but I think that in the era we're in with gaming, with the indies being as big as they are, they could do a little bit better than thirty nine ninety nine. Because nowadays, for thirty nine ninety nine, you can get some pretty impressive titles. For twenty nine yeah. ninety nine, you can get some. Sometimes for nineteen, I'll even go as far as saying there are some fourteen ninety nine titles out there that are highly memorable. Hell, we could go as far as sometimes they give us games with gold or just Game Pass stuff. That's yeah. that's great. So if you're gonna give us your little cartoony game, it just kind of feels like for thirty nine ninety nine, it would have to be pretty impressive. You heard network subscribers will get a fifty percent off coupon. You have to be making that up. <laughs> Shane, don't you lie to me. This company wouldn't do that. <laughs> they don't like us saving money. Tears on the right? network if he wants to spend more. Both prices should be ten. Le- I thought she was saying both prices should be ten. I was thinking now that's jaded. But no, both <laughs> prices should be ten less. So twenty nine ninety nine. You know what? I need to see how how deep the game is. You know what right, I mean? Like not, I, need, not, I need to see gameplay. Not just gameplay, not just gameplay, but I would need to know how deep the gameplay is. Like, what are we talking about for, for $29.99? Do we get a career mode? How long is the career mode? Like, do we just, is it just that we screw around and fight each other like that? Like, just exhibition matches that don't really amount to anything? Is there a grind to it? Like, the longevity of it? Or what are the modes, you know? To me, that's yeah, more see, important than something that you just kind of screw around in. See, that's, 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 that's my problem right now, because by this time with 2K20, we'd already known there was a career mode. We'd already know a lot of details. They've even yeah. shown us little bit tidbits here and there. But with this, All every we've time seen we is see it, yeah, every time we see this, it's just them showing somebody being thrown into a gator. They don't talk anything about the modes or the features or the functionality because, and that doesn't mean that it's still not a good buy. But that's I, I digress. That's when we talk about the difference between titles that are indie and titles that are triple A and even those mid tier titles. If this is just a game where we just select fighters and that's it. Then they definitely shouldn't be charging thirty nine ninety nine, and even at that, like, how much can we really expect from this? I mean, to I made the reference good. to it. I made the reference to a gang beast. I think gang beast at most was like twenty bucks. Yeah, and that and doesn't it was, really. And it was literally like just a, running around throwing people off of shit. Like, and it doesn't really have like a career mode or anything in gang beats, right? 
No, there's no career mode. It's literally it's just, just you get a group and you just fight on the levels. So there's a possibility that this game could just be that. Like what we're seeing is that they're just going to go in there and it's going to brawl a little bit and that'll be the whole game. We need more details, but I'm I'm going to right now say I don't think that thirty nine ninety nine is a great price. Oh, no. And I could name a bunch of other titles that are deserve I've that seen more. games that at thirty nine ninety nine had shown me way more back then. So apparently there was the other news. I don't know why this is such a big deal. I just kind of find it funny. But there was a some sort of a marketing botch, I'm hearing. Did a hear marketing botch? No? Huh. I'm trying to think of it what I might have heard of. Yeah, so what in that trailer you couldn't notice, but they actually left the mouse on the screen. You see right there on the screen? Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Hold on. Our chat room's calling <laughs> it. Let me, let me pull off the chat room for a minute so you can take a look. You see that? They that left is mouse amazing. On they ran the trailer. Oh God! Short <laughs> it's a mobile game. <laughs> a forty dollar mobile game. You fuck right off. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a snob, you know. And we, and, and uh, like I said before, we're not exactly NBC around here. But I, I hate to discredit anyone, but they get paid a lot of money, man. And not one time, and we've been broadcasting for what almost six years. Not one time have I left a mouse in anything, <laughs> you know. So, for the record, that's not us being snob. That's, um, we actually know what we're doing. And we don't get paid the big bucks. There's somebody, whatever marketing team put this shit together. We don't get paid that level of money. And not one time have you guys ever seen To just keep a mouse off the screen. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back too much here, but whenever there's a flub, it's usually a technical issue. There's completely some worldly thing beyond our level, you know, as far literally as something, our, you guys something beyond see. our reach, as far as anything we could have done. But your mouse being in the shot of a trailer that you're going to broadcast to the world, you didn't notice the mouse? And how, why do you, what are you even capturing this in that the mouse is in the fucking trail? I almost feel like I want to come back and correct myself next week. And this is a work. They couldn't have been that careless. No, they could have. They could have. That goes to show they just want your money more than they care about the presentation. (laughs) I'm calling it now. This game is probably going to have less originality than Gang Beast and cost twice as much. And yes, Nyawa, that Ram was wearing a mask. (laughs) You're paying 40 bucks for a Ram wearing a mask and an alligator eating John Cena. It doesn't look, I'm not interested. I got to be honest. And I hate to bury no, something. Not, right? even, not at we all. Do a, like, we, we run a wrestling ship here, but I'm completely not interested. I have there are too many to do good it. games out there. Yeah. To not waste time on this garbage. Go make the proper wrestling game. Get out of here with that shit. AEW is not making this. Is the Ram from Owen's tattoo? I don't even know. No, no. It's a Ram. That's a, a, oh, yeah. I think that's, that, oh, that's a bull. On Owen's tattoo. This whole thing is bull. And and let's be real, you couldn't have given them that much credit because that would involve them actually doing some kind of research and actually trying. And they were like, no, let's do something cartoony for the kids. Running out of ideas. When do they ever even have ideas at this point? Right. All I'm saying, if you if you, if you don't believe me, eye for an eye, just saying. Oh boy, let's not even get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta have some fun with that one. Oh damn, we're breaking ground here, guys. <laughs> So, uh, oh, Shane said I had better expectations <laughs> with Batman v Superman. <laughs> Get the counter out. <laughs> yeah, that's not even. Let's not even. <laughs> so, start with some good updates since we've last spoken from last week. Martha, not Martha. How about Kayla? Yeah. So, Kayla Braxton, she's okay. She's feeling better. She apparently, according to her, she recovered from two bouts with uh, the vid, the virus. Fucking beast. 
look, I again, you guys know I take the the illness very seriously. There is, I am skeptical in regards to. Uh, I don't know if her medical information was ever disclosed or she disclosed it, but I'm just wondering if there's any confirmation that she was tested the first time or was just someone who got under the weather and figured I have it. Like, what can she confirm two positive tests like in the past? Because it's scary to think, and I've always felt that if we were ever in a situation where this is something that you could contract again, unlike, uh, say, chickenpox or a lot of diseases you can only get once you build up the antibodies for it, and then it's out of your system forever. If this is something that can go around, that's really dangerous, you know? There's very yeah, rare cases in, in, in humanity and in society of something that you can get again that's major. So that's that's exactly how vaccines are made, as a matter of fact. They take the antibodies that we develop in our systems and they use that to create the vaccines in which fight this. If it's, if the antibodies, uh, don't work, then it's becomes more challenging for there to be a possibility of a vaccine. So gotta kind of hope that this isn't something which some people are saying could become like the flu where you just get it every single season and, uh, you need a new vaccine for it. And hopefully it's good each year, which it's, that's what it's starting. Assuming that what, uh, Kayla went through is accurate. Again, we don't really know. But uh she tweeted out or Instagram that yet again killed it, fully recovered, and could get this mane taken off. Thanks. And she tagged, I guess, her hairstylist or something. So just good to see uh Kayla. Whether she went through once or twice, you shouldn't have to go through that shit at all. But have going through that and surviving, good job. You know, thank thank God knock on wood, there have not been any major tragedies within uh, her branch of the business. Oh yeah, props to you, girl. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, uh, but yeah, like I said, the twice thing. Just I would need to see more people. I know there's a few here and there. We've heard of people catching that again. I would need to hear of something like that happening. Anyway, Renee Young is another person who recently, uh, she mentioned that she's okay. Thankfully, John Moxley has not test- tested positive since uh, yeah, last bulk. Seems like he used to be on him not having it. Yeah, wrestling wanted to be sure. Mm-hmm. Wrestling Observer is reporting that Renee Young was fully recovered and felt great. So you should start seeing her around again. And uh, we know that apparently Moxley will be returning uh, in a couple of days, right? For the. Uh, yeah, this Wednesday, um, him fight and Cage fight, fight for the Fallen. Yeah. And her tweet was just a friendly little reminder wearing a mask can literally be saving yours or someone else's life. As someone that's had COVID, trust me. You don't want it. Be safe. Take care of each other. So, uh, yeah, Aries. So Renee's encouraging people to wear masks. And, uh, I've said before that it's really not that challenging. And when I hear people talking about how it bothers them and they can't breathe, I want to choke the air out of them. Because well, see, not being able to breathe. <laughs> It's all psychological, first of all. It's not that big of a deal. It's all psychological. I don't want to go deep into it on here again, 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 but it's all psychological of you not being able to breathe whatsoever. Um, I never have an issue. I've never been one of those people and I've traveled around the city. I've never been one of those people where I'm like, where I get to a place, I'm like, finally, I could take off my mask. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, people talk about how it's hot, but the temperature around you is not just determined by the lower half of your face. Truly not. You know, you can breathe fine. So, and the also thing, like talking about the fact that it doesn't work, there's definitely proof, not just proof when it comes to science. I don't know why we even have to go that proof. There's tangible proof that masks block things. 
when did we ever discard just basic physics in our world? Like, why do I have to explain this to people older or my age? You don't understand basic logic, science, physics. Of course, I mean, it's impossible for a mask not to block something, right? Try to do the Triple H spit pop when wearing a fucking mask. <laughs> See how well that turns out. The water will blow up in your face. You can't. It, it gets blocked. Yeah, kind of like Naya always says. It's like the mask might be uncomfortable, but it's like there's no problem wearing it. When people talk, like the they're, really, they're, they're, they're secreting from their mouth. Like there are things coming out, you know, like saliva and shit and the air around them. That It's not like this is a fact. And a mask by default blocks this. I don't understand when the fucking dispute became wearing a mask. When people just need something to dispute about. Because there's some people out there, they just need something to bitch about. Like I said, they politicize masks now. It's yeah. like, are you like, kidding? Like, like they, ha- they have to be on the opposite side for some fucking reason. And then they try to say, oh, well, you know, you're actually hurting yourself wearing a mask. The mask the doctors wear when they, when they work on your organs. When that doctor coughs and you're freaking open heart surgery, don't say nothing. It's not that challenging to do. And you know what? Most of New York didn't. Like I said last week, our curve is flat, flat. Zero cases yesterday. I haven't looked today. Zero cases yesterday. Zero anything. Number zero. Only time I've ever liked yeah. that number. Exactly. And um, it's just it's that simple, man. Just just simply wear it. If it worst case is that it doesn't work, that it's a super virus, and then uh, you know, it can just go through everything. It's like that movie, that shitty movie with Mark Wahlberg where they were running from the wind. What was that thing called? Oh, the happening. Oh, the happening. God. It's like it'll be like that. Man, I don't want to watch but at least it. We could be like, it. <laughs> at least we could be like, well, at least we tried. And then we could try that shit where we all go out hand outside and hold hands. I don't remember how that ending made it work, but somehow they were like, hey, what if we just all go outside and hold hands? This shit was I mean, unless, and, and, and realistically, to realistically destroy any argument of a mask being uncomfortable, you know, it's also really uncomfortable. The virus. Yeah, you won't be able to breathe with that. Yeah, mask on or off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that much of a big deal, you know. And you know what? It's not. Here's the deal. You guys know when it comes. I, I don't have a political affiliation. I don't choose left, right, blue, red, Democrat, Republican anti-pro-Trump, any of that. I just, I'm an observer, a sarcastic observer that's looking at both sides of things. And, uh, I, I'm skeptical, not about it being fake, but I'm skeptical. I feel the best way I could word it. And I've said it before, just in case anyone ever got any of my former messages confused. I've always felt that everything when it comes to the media is going to sound worse than it is because the media is always going to tell you the news is always going to tell you the bad emphasize the bad more than the good remember paul Heyman, where his logic was always um accentuate the positives hide the negatives that's how he ran a wrestling business well the news is the opposite they accentuate the negatives and then they hide the positives because you hear about a lot of deaths and sickness but you won't really hear as often about recoveries you hear about crime and uh murders but you won't really hear about donation that doesn't necessarily mean that they're incorrect about these these illnesses or these murders or these crimes but it just they're only talking about one half exactly they're always going to talk about the bad half so i've never been skeptical where i don't think this exists i've always felt like it does exist but like everything else they'll try to make it a little bit more scary than it needs to be like when you hear about shootings and it'll be like there were 10 shootings uh, and you put that in a ratio, not that we should be able to quantify human life, but when you put that into a ratio versus the amount of people in the city where they'll claim 10 shootings and it's like not even a fraction, uh, it, it's just, it just puts things into perspective. And of course, this is something that could get blown out of control. And there are places I've said before, it varies from place to place. There are places that get it bad. There are places that don't. It depends on, I mean, the circumstances of how people live vary from state to state, country to country so drastically that it's really challenging, especially when it's something new. 
But that doesn't mean live in fear. That just means use common sense, you know. And uh, I, I was one of the people that said I was worried about what would happen in regards to the economy. Because realistically speaking, that that's just as much of a threat, if not more so in some places and circumstances than the actual illness itself. And I kind of feel like the middle ground is what New York took, and that's what worked. You can't turn everything off, but you also just have to be careful. And I think that works enough. The problem we're getting now is that just when everybody's learning how to do something, we're seasoning our meat with a dose of stupid because we now have this new thing of don't wear a mask. You look stupid. You're an asshole if you wear a mask. No, you're an asshole if you don't. I can't believe we're fighting for something like that. Let's just not take any chances, you know? But how are we going to be able to decide if we listen? I hate to say how, it. And you how know what? are we going <laughs> to... We looked at that one guy. I don't have his information in front of me, but there was this one dude recently, and we'll get back on track in a minute, but there was this one dude recently who put out a tweet. Remember we were talking about when he was like, ha ha, it might have been Seb I was talking to him about, but he was just like, oh, ha ha, I'm not going to wear a mask. And this is, it's a messed up meme, but it's actually a shoot meme. It's not a work, but it was like four screenshots. And one of them, the guy tweets out like, ha ha, I'm not going to wear a mask or something like that. And then the next screenshot is him like in a pool. And like with a bunch of people and it says something under the subtitle like, oh, what? There's plenty of room in here, like sarcastically. And then like the next tweet was something like, oh, man, I can't breathe. You know, like I'm not feeling well. Got to go get a test now. And the next test was something like I'm I'm, I'm getting, a, you know, like I tested positive, guys. So hard to breathe. This sucks. I just want to be better again. And then the final screenshot was like the dude's obituary. Yeah. And I mean, it's real. It's real. And I'm, it's seeing, a few, I'm seeing a few places where people, they're, they're, and it's funny because you get the before, the cause and the effect, like, uh, like the Merovingian said in Matrix Reloaded, cause and effect. I drank too much wine. Now I must take a piece because at the end of the day, it's happening. We're seeing cause and effect where I'm seeing a lot of people. Wasn't there like a priest or something who was saying he's not going to be scared of this thing? And the next thing you know, they were burying him. Yeah, okay. Don't be scared. You have fun with that. Like, oh yeah. I mean, if anybody knows my appearance, a mask just compliments that shit. I'm right there with you, Nido. I have no issue with it. It feels like a mask always should have gone with my attire. George said I'm walking around looking like Kakashi. <laughs> shit, I wish I could go the way that I look. I mean, think about it, because you guys know how I dress and everything. So I have my leather coat and shit. I, and, and my, like, I usually, I'm a boot guy and everything. I, I would love to time travel back to me, to me and my, and my significant other, just to fuck us up, to put like a trunks. <laughs> just be like, you know, you might wonder why we look like this and we're wearing these masks, because we come from a future where like millions have died from a terrible, airborne virus and we're the, the last survivors and uh donald trump's the president bye <laughs> i'm telling you what you i'm telling you what you want to get re, you want to get that real effect catch a mid-coitus <laughs> interrupt yourself <laughs> mid-coitus <laughs> with your future you self maximum effect <laughs> that would be a buzzkill yeah, but tell you what you do. Yeah, you bring a chair with you. Bring a SummerSlam folding chair. You would, never be able, you, you would never be able to have intimacy without paranoia again because you would always be worried about your future <laughs> self because your future self will always have your keys. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll never be able to lock them out. Oh, the only God. thing you could hope is to basically promise yourself that you would never become that future af- asshole that interrupts past self's <laughs> mid-coitus. <laughs> Look at the time paradox we just created. And the Should whole I write thing that started. down past self mid-coitus? No. Do not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Don't be lying. That shit you was laugh. wonderful. You laugh. That's all that matters, damn it. <laughs> Renee's doing good. I digress. Renee is doing good. Yeah, I'm she's happy. She's doing much better. Like, glad she's okay. Glad Moxley's okay. Like... 
Yeah, everybody is okay. Now we're going to talk about some people, unfortunately, that are not okay. And uh, this will go a little bit more to why maybe just try the mask thing. So our buddy Conan, you remember good old Conan. He's fine. Everybody freaked. Look at that. Give me a minute. I'm bringing his screenshot up on Patreon. Yo. Everybody fucking freaked. You Relax. son of a bitch. <laughs> I was about to be like, not nah, Conan. I literally no. heard the grumbles. Like, don't you was, tell. I was, I was sitting there thinking to myself, don't you fucking tell me Max Moon got it. Yeah, you felt the energy from everybody listening to that shit? That's crazy. That goes to show how real energy is. No, relax. Conan's mother, <laughs> which is still, it still sucks. I didn't even mean to do that. That sucks. Sorry, I scared that was you. Terrible. Conan's mother uh apparently passed away from coronavirus this according to Meltzer he said that uh Conan didn't tell too many people about it, only those that are close to him so uh you know there it does affect people as far as uh this kind of stuff happening it's really sad you know it's the elderly that's the reason you're wearing the mask because again asymptomatic I don't have to keep explaining this shit but if you're asymptomatic that means that you're someone who was fortunate enough to be able to catch the disease but have none of the symptoms so it didn't even affect you or you might even have, have like a little sniffle but some people it'll just blow up and kill them and you know what's weird to have to explain that shit to people that that's liter- literally how the common cold works you've never been around somebody who has like a sore throat or a cough or a sniffle and then you catch that shit and it's the plague like, that's literally what viruses do. They mutate and stuff, you know? <sighs> it's just so strange to have to explain that. Lana is another person who we spoke about last week, how she said that uh, her mother tested positive, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, her mom wound up uh, being one of the people who caught it. Yeah. She said, uh, and then she said, she tweeted out, my dad tested positive for COVID. Please keep my family in your prayers. And then she said, my parents never go outside. So this is just mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. I mean, I can't imagine how they could have possibly caught it. If they never go outside, I wonder if anybody that they're in contact with goes outside. I don't know. I really don't know the circumstances in all seriousness, but... Yeah. Didn't Lana have it? I don't know if Lana had it. Well, she's not allowed to reveal if she did, I guess. I don't know. You know, Sapphire is the way WWE operates. That wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, it's yeah, messed it up because I know what everybody's thinking. You know, you guys are smart. You know who you know, the behind the curtain stuff, you know, the kayfabe of things in our chat room. And, and you're thinking you're already putting your thinking caps on and you're thinking if Lana has it, you know, when you think about people to who she's in close physical contact with, that automatically means maybe Bobby Lashley has it. I know you're worried. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Mm. I know. I know it's not Lashley. <laughs> Of course, it's the sh- it, it's the one who could probably satisfy her. Oh, we'll go. We'll get into that in a minute. But we're gonna. Go, Lana actually posted a video where she uh, discussed her parents. I'm gonna actually put that up here. And if you're listening on iTunes, we're gonna put that up on uh, social media for you. Hi everyone. Oh boy, how's everyone doing? Oh, what a freaking situation. Um. I just wanted to give you guys an update on my um, parents. First of all, thank you guys so, so, so much for um, reaching out to me, for your prayers, for your positive thoughts, for your text messages, for your... I can't even start to say how thankful I am to all of you. And my mom says thank you. I've been passing everything on to my mother and father. And they are so, so, so thankful for all your... 
prayers and thoughts and positive energy i want to thank you guys so much um my mom is doing much better she they have had her off of the oxygen in the um hospital for over 24 hours now so that was that's incredible thank you guys for all your prayers and positive thoughts um her oxygen um the thing that she has to breathe in is doing um it's like you don't want it lower than 90 and it's like at 93 right now. So that's really good. Um, and they've had her off of oxygen for over 24 hours now. She's out of the ICU. She is in a um, hotel room that they are talking about releasing her, um, today because she's doing much better. Um, they said that she's not out of the woods though yet. So, you know, just keep her in your prayers and thoughts, but she is doing much better. So thank you guys so much. Um, I couldn't sleep for 48 hours. I was so stressed out. Um, my dad is doing better. He's on about day 15 right now from his first symptom. And, um, he couldn't get out of bed at all for a week. Last week, he couldn't get out of bed, like, but he's not asthmatic like my mother is. And so, um, he, my mom is very asthmatic and that's why it affected her lungs. She had to go to the hospital, but she's doing much better. My dad could not get out of bed. He was so weak. Um, you know, it started with, he had, he had pollen. He thought he had just pollen allergies, simple, just pollen allergies. And then, um, you know, he gets pollen all the time. And next thing you know, he was bedridden. So, you know, just be really, really, really careful guys. My dad is doing, um, better today. Yesterday was the first day that he started to feel better. So thank you guys for your prayers and your, um, positive energy and thoughts and just every person that has reached out to me, either through email or text and comments. Thank you guys. It, means the world like I can't even start to say um how much you guys really matter and have brought so much warmth to our hearts so thank you um yes please just keep them in their prayer your prayers and your thoughts and your positive energy and we just gotta fight this all together guys we gotta just this is not it is not over um this virus is not done. And so just because things might be opening, guys, wear your mask. Truly wash your hand. Look, I'm home alone. I've been home alone. I haven't seen a human in 10 days, by the way, except for my, my daughter, Joy. Um, and she's a, a puppy. She's a canine. But like, I literally have this in my own house. I go spray all over. Wear your mask, like for real. Um, and now that things are starting to open up in America, you guys just have to be even extra careful, like extra wash your hands every 10 minutes, drink a gallon of water a day. I walk around with this, um, you know, take your vitamins, but drink a water, um, bottle of water a day, a gallon. Um, guys, I'm just, I'm trying to push through, you know, it's, it's real though. It's not just on the news. This is not just the news. This virus is real. And, you know, you have to wear your mask. Like, really be aware of the people that you're around. Like, don't go be around, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Like, keep track of the people that you're around and that you're exposed to. Because um, we don't want... Just be careful, guys. And it's real. And thank you guys for praying for my mom and my dad and my family. I love all of you, and we're going to beat this and crush this COVID stupid virus. We're going to 
we're going to beat it. We have to come together and we have to continue to fight it and wear masks and clean, clean after ourselves, before ourselves, washing our hands, drinking water. We're yeah, going to wash your asses. But we have to come together and we have to be kind and we have to you be know nice who we talking to. We need to be, you know, continue to lift each other up and be nice to one another because this is a hard time for everyone, even with mental health. So I love you guys. And please continue, please continue to pray for my mom and dad. I love you. Stay safe, stay healthy. And I'm just sending so much positive. That's rambling. We call that rambling where I come from. Not that I don't yeah, that's, appreciate that's the sentiment, but yeah. Ooh, she's lucky she's had had her experience. I could tell some of that stumbling was literally just lack of sleep. Like, like yeah, she was firing on like a fifth of a cylinder at one point. Exhaustion, frustration. Uh, we've all been there, man. Oh yeah. But that brings us to Rusev, her husband, Mido, because as you know, if you work for WWE, they have a nice little neat clause there where they do not allow you to disclose. If you have ever had it before, really nice during a place where we're trying to socially track this shit to block off the public from information that can otherwise keep people, especially in Florida, safe. I think it's a real shit move to keep. It, it, it almost sounds like they don't care. Yeah, because Maybe I'm it's assuming, important to know, know. You know that that's medical information that's very important in this, and the fact that there are people within the WWE system that are sick and they have that. And clause where they can't disclose it. That sucks. However, they recently released a wave of people. Rusev falls into that category and he released this. It is I, Miro. And this should be on my YouTube channel. Um, once upon a time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there would be not once upon a time. Now, um, you know, um, you know, CJ's parents got the cold COVID situation and her mom was in the hospital. Um, cause she's got asthma as well. So she went into the hospital and she got put on oxygen and, uh, but all of you guys were so nice to us and you send your prayers and, and thoughts and, and thankfully through that, you know, uh, today she got released from the hospital. She's good to go home and rest there. Um, she's still now out of the woods, but you know, the doctor thinks that if she's home, um, she'll recover quicker than that. Also, her dad's got COVID as well. <sighs> oh, hey, baby. Uh, her dad's got COVID as well. Uh, he's at home though. He's just weak and, oh, well, goodbye. <laughs> he's at home and he doesn't feel good. He's weak and, uh, he lost a lot of weight and he asked me how to get his weight back. And I sent him some protein shakes and told him what to eat. So, uh, Bob is going to be Mr. Nashville 2021. And get ready. He said he's really dedicated to get uh, to get his weight back. Um, so, you know, I I thought, um, you know, I had a little like, well, not little. I had the loss of taste and smell, and I I decided to go in and do a check, of course, because I'm a responsible citizen. And I went and got a check, and I got my result right here. I printed it out from my phone. Um, because I was really confused from the beginning, I thought it was, um, you know, reading the test, it could be really confusing. And as I sat down and opened and read, and it says, first it said detected, then it says not detected, zero one. 
Gotta start my Twitch. I'm about to start Twitching. Uh, Miro Twitch, by the way. Follow me. Um, yeah, so I was, I was reading, it says detected, and then it says next to it, it says not detected, zero one. So I thought yesterday, uh, I mean, I thought when I opened this, I thought it was, uh, you know, clear. I thought I did not have the COVID, uh, which was weird. Um, and also it says if you have it, somebody's going to call you. So I didn't get no calls. But today I had a, a call from like New York area or whatever. So I said, well, you know, I usually don't answer uh, calls that. So that's why it's kind of weird when like an unknown number calls you and you got to pick up but you don't know that they're calling you about your test. So that's kind of a tricky situation. But I did answer, hello, you know, and finally they told me that my test was detected, AKA positive. So um, all these, the past three minutes and 15 seconds were semi, well, not wasted, uh, but was so I can tell you that I have COVID. I tested positive and, and yeah. But the weirdest thing is I feel great though. Like I, I understand that people get hit differently and I do lo I did lo uh, lose my sense of, you know, smell and taste. And uh, now looking back at it, maybe I was a little, uh, like tired for a couple of afternoons, but I thought, you know, just working out and stuff like that gets you tired, but I should have known. Well, not that I should have known. I, I suspected something and when I got tested and it turns out that, uh, you know, I am positive. So now I have to sit at home. I'll be a lot more on my Twitch and probably making some more YouTube videos. Lucky for me, I have Jim at home. So, you know, my abs are going to keep popping out and we're going to keep eating the right food except today because today's Sunday and Sunday calories don't count or at least. Not until 3,000. <laughs> After 3,000 calories, then we start counting. But until 3,000 on a Sunday, uh, I think we're good. Um, I don't know, though. Now I schedule, you know, the lady when they call me, she said that I'm positive and, or, or detected. Now I can schedule a free consultation with a physician, which I did. And I just want to ask, you know, the regular questions. Like, obviously, I understand I'm not supposed to be in contact with anybody. Chip, you know what? But at the same time, you just made the list. Pickles, it's just, it's going to be the most miserable time. I, I was already very miserable when I, I had uh, no taste or smell. It's one of my worst times of my life because I love food. Um, but if I can hang out with Pickles, that's going to be too devastating. Too devastating. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to go to work. As you can see, we are getting ready to twitch real soon. Uh, I appreciate everybody. Thank you for listening to my story. Uh, but it's not scary, man. You know, it is what it is. And I understand. It, I mean, it hit hard my family as well. I'm just blessed and lucky enough that I guess my symptoms are light or, or whatever reason, but we will be all right at the end of the day. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Miro Twitch. Miro Twitch. Don't forget Miro Twitch. Goodbye. I love how you had to get that plug in there. Remember when we used to come on here and talk about wrestling and all the different stuff? Yeah, everybody's Thank you, Fruit Snacks, for the follow over in the Fallen Mixer, which, by the way, we only have two more streams going on. That channel is only really there to promote you guys over to Twitch. Yeah. Come this way, hit that follow button. It'll definitely last a lot longer. So. Yeah, pretty much. 
it's a it's a fallen platform unfortunately especially for those of us that were the flag bearers of that damn thing and they said no bye uh no i do not think he's going to be at slammiversary yeah pretty sure he won't be to answer your question george uh having no sense of smell or taste i'm a sock God, i couldn't imagine it like of all the things to not have like that's yeah. they just thank god i mean it could be worse he could be going back to hell i mean raw at least they feed you an impact well why did people think he was going to impact i i, I don't know if like is that i guess it's is to avoid saying AEW, i guess like i don't even know like he could go anywhere. I mean, he might just not want to. He might want to take a break for a while. Is it all WWE's fault, though? Like, did Lana catch it from being on Raw and then give it to her parents and Rusev? Is that what happened? Because she, her it, whole it tweet wouldn't was, be surprising. Her whole tweet was weird. My parents never go anywhere. But I mean, it would be strange to put that tweet out if you knew that you were at Raw and then went to visit them and then they caught it. Like, was she have a positive but asymptomatic? Has she been tested? We, we don't even sounds, know the way their like state-of-the-art testing is. It does sound like that family could have caught it from W, but I don't want to assume. I don't remember, or at least I don't think there was ever confirmation of Lana having it. But then again, we literally just said they can't. They won't talk they can't about it. So. it. You know, so we'll never be. That's the reason they don't want to disclose it because they don't. Want it, it, it wouldn't like even. You know what? I mean, fuck subtly. I'm saying that's probably what it is. This company's so damn irresponsible, they don't deserve the subtlety. But they don't want us to be able to confirm that. They don't want us to be able to say, aha, we can trace it back yeah, to Yeah, but you know what? Because they think we're stupid enough not to figure it out. But 30 people ass- get sick and then somebody else's family gets sick. Yeah, pretty sure it's because of them. But we can't assume. Got to play both sides here. I get what you're saying, but we can't. Mm. It's, they, it's, it's, hard it's, to play, it's hard to play it both was, sides it, when the other side doesn't give a shit about any of their employees. It, they deliberately position themselves in this strategic game of chess that way, where we cannot confirm... And we come off as wrong. That's the way journalism works, which is shit. We come off as wrong for putting it out there that she could have potentially been the one without having that information, despite that information being uh, denied from us. So we have nothing but speculation and logical deduction, which isn't enough when there's plausible and, deniability in this world, which is what makes the whole thing fucked up because it's something that you shouldn't, of all the information, they're quick to tell you when someone's been suspended for the wellness policy, but you're not quick to tell something like this where it's like life-threatening to the entire world? But I'm supposed to be subjective? Fuck that shit. I guarantee those fuckers got her sick. Like, they, not only do they literally put themselves in a position where it's impossible not to believe they did it, but then they try to hide shit. Everything points to them being the ones that fucked up. But I'm supposed to sit there and be like, oh, no, I got to be subjective. At this point, my line of subjectivity when it comes to this company is about this close to snapping. Because they don't give a fuck, so why should anybody else? They've gotten how many people on their roster sick, and I'm supposed to be subjective? And There's I kind of a point where I'm like, subjectivity goes out the window. Like, And I hate to say it. I'm not, because I'm not under any contract not to talk. They might be, but I'm not. Yeah, and I and I hate to say it, but they're doing it all for not even a mediocre product. They're doing it all for a yeah. shit product. Like I don't feel like I'm gonna look back years from now. I want to go onto the WWE network and go back to old Raws or pay per views or Smackdowns from this era. As a matter of fact, like I want to uncanonize the whole thing. I don't think anyone's gonna look back fondly at too much stuff in 2020, especially the empty arena wrestling. Which, yeah, their whole philosophy is that they're supposed to be an escape from reality to get us away from the troubles of the world. But you're you worse than reality at this but, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
They're worse than re- you know. Writing it down, worse than reality. <laughs> yeah, they can't do that if they're shitty at it, though. It can't suck. You can't. Even if I wanted to play devil's advocate and say, "Fine, you're putting an entire state of Florida in danger so that you could keep your shitty product running with the mass permission," but you are helping the economy, and it is an escape for people who otherwise don't have an escape from reality. Sometimes I find myself wanting to escape to reality from raw. That's how bad it is. Like you would think that if you're going to make a statement like that, that you would be putting on the best product that you could possibly put on. All Dude, I'll sometimes say I can't even believe how fucking bad it is. Like, all I'll say is this. As much shit as we give impact, they are trying. As much shit as any, would you give anybody else, they are trying. This piece of shit company is not trying. How do the children, and on top of them not trying, they're not even taking care of the people that are suffering through this shit. How do kids that watch WWE not? Because I remember as a kid, you know, you would just enjoy stuff. Like, how do kids watching this, are they oblivious to... To the shit they're being spoon fed, or, or is it like a thing where it's just universally blah? You know the funny thing about it is I have younger cousins who watch it. Yeah, they're pretty much just like, is there anything else? I think I showed one of my um one of my younger cousins Wrestling Society X once. And he was like, Wait, is this still on? I was like, sadly, you know, it's been gone for years. He goes, Man, I'm pretty it's I think it's gotten so bad at this point to where there's no age immigration to the shit. Like it's shitty no matter what age you are. What you have a, if you're if you're old enough to get a competent thought together, yeah, you know it's shit. It's kind of funny how they want to bring the crowds back. Are people even going to want to come back to this shit? They want to do all kinds of stuff. It's almost like this isn't happening, <laughs> you know. But I, but 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 I'm supposed to be subjective, okay? <laughs> yeah. So um, a bunch of people tweeted to Rusev, you know, McFoley, feel better soon. Renee Young, thinking about you, bud. You got this. And also, I wrote a song for you. That's interesting. Like the here, here goes ah. Enzo put gets well soon, Miro. Who's Matt Camp? He put gets well soon, Bruce. Stu Bennett thinking of uh thinking of you get better soon. Natty by nature, I pray for and for full speedy recovery. Road dog tweeted him, everybody buying T James. They've got a lot of people here. Giving them well wishes. Like are you still allowed to do that, WWE? If somebody admits that they have it, are you allowed right. to wish them well wishes or, or do you get fired? You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I was working in WWE at this point, I'd be like, fuck it, fire me. Like, oh tired of paying for my own damn food every every one of these tables anyway. So But they freeze your contract. Uh, of course I do. It's not even about firing you. They hold you hostage. I'll, 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 I'll make friends with the PC guy. I swear to God. Like, I'll make y'all motherfuckers wish y'all fired me. Like, yeah. I'll be, be milking shit every Monday night raw. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> it's too much, man. Can I count them out yet? <laughs> <laughs> Then you got people. Like, then you got people like old man Ric Flair, who uh, he spoke to Wrestling Inc. and he says WWE is doing everything and following every guideline possible. The testing and all that was conducted as professionally as it could be. Three doctors <laughs> organized. Yes, people had to stand in line, but that was because of so many people being tested. But nobody was together. Everybody had masks on. I would scrutinize anybody that said otherwise at the highest level. I was tired of hearing the bullshit. And uh. Oh, my God. And then he said, Carano, Ace, Vince himself. I could go on the list of people that are making sure that everybody's life is at the best possible place while they're there for the event. And uh, then he goes on to say, I went back the next day. Of course I would. And I've got a pre-existing condition and I'm in my 70s. Let me tell you something. You are safer going to a WWE event than you are going to Cro- to, to Kroger's grocery store. So Mr. Ric Flair thinks it's safer in the WWE than at a Kroger's. Do you believe him? <laughs> Damn. What the fuck? <laughs> Mr. Flair, I don't know if you heard. Uh, 30 cases of people sick. Fuck off. 
30 people don't get sick. We're worried about a 70-year-old Ric Flair being in, being high risk and being at WWE in Florida, by the way, one of the hot spots where there's tons of cases. And he's like, be careful where you buy your cold cuts. That <laughs> been the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. That motherfucker said WWE is the safest place to be. I hate to say it, but it seems like Flair's logic was, man, when I went there, I saw doctors and they looked busy. <laughs> Because we know they were taking temperature and doing basic shit, but they weren't doing the official COVID testing, which is more expensive. They were doing like they, they were doing like the Maury fucking paternity test. Yeah, don't put a thermometer in their ass and tell them they're okay. That's essentially what this was, right? This wasn't really mm-hmm. like the hardcore testing. So I think that Flair being the way he is, God bless his soul, he looked at him like, man, look at all these doctors. They got doctors out swabbing cheeks. Taking even realizing that some of them were just extras wearing masks as well. I'm kidding. That would suck, though. <laughs> There weren't three doctors. Those were those were two people who were testing for COVID. They just they were just wearing masks. So you thought they were doctors. Oh my god! <laughs> they had one doctor, and that wasn't him either. <laughs> it was that guy from Scrubs. I knew something didn't look right. Yeah, it was Turk. <laughs> like, come on, dude, stop stop being a mark for the business and look at reality, bro. Like, Ric Flair wouldn't have it any other way. There. He wouldn't have it any other way than to be a seventy year old man. In the middle of a pandemic at the end of the world, standing at Raw. I think I'm convinced he's sitting there with his mindset of, you know, the plane crash didn't kill me. There's no way this will. <laughs> like, nah, nah, bro. You saw the plane crash coming. They'll see this shit coming. He figured if Raw can be 15 years younger, so can I. Oh, my God. He's like, look at this. We got MVP out there fighting for the U.S. We- title. We got Bobby Lashley. We got Randy Orton as a legend killer fighting Christian and Edge. I'm coming back. He's a protege. Next, we need Hogan. Oh my God! Don't don't you don't you put Hogan through this horseshit? I feel I never got my Hogan versus Flair fix. Let's do it now. Right. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, what else is happening in this war? Apparently, Donald Trump is being reported that he didn't like the CDC's regulations in regards to opening schools, and uh, Mike Bennett took grievance with that and tweeted out my mom is a 70 year old first grade teacher i'm sorry keeping her safe and healthy is too quote unquote tough for you to figure out i'm sorry money is more important than her life as someone who tries to see the best in people from the bottom of my heart go fuck yourself well now i haven't been following the school thing fully but i have heard snippets here and there and it's to my recollection that one of the issues with the school thing wasn't so much that he wants to reopen schools but it was also that the schools that remain closed want to keep their funding and his attitude is more like well in the areas where the schools can't open we're not going to give the money and that's what made people lose their shit. i could be wrong about that but i feel like that's what i heard and i'm not saying that's the greatest idea but definitely if people are no longer attending a physical school there should be some cost-cutting measures for the sake of an already unstable economy no like schools can't possibly expect to stay closed throughout the year do things essentially over fucking FaceTime and Skype and get the kind of the amount of money that they would have to get for running an actual building with staff, right? I mean, that is rational, isn't it? I mean, I'm again, this isn't about taking money away from anybody, but in my opinion, we already can say without even looking at numbers that based on the hit that we've taken this year, the economy is unstable and there's probably not enough money to go around. If schools are closing, it does make sense to not put money, a lot of it, towards something that ain't open right yeah 
I'm not saying that's what it is. Again, again, I just read some headlines. I'm uninformed as far as the Trump versus schools thing, but I felt like I heard that his thing was pulling the funding from the schools that are not opening, which I think is a decent compromise. Maybe not all of it, enough for them to run their online classes. But if anything that anyone's ever taken an online class knows, that it's fucking cheaper than actually going to a school. So that should go around the board. Shouldn't need as much money. There's some money that we can use and invest into something else. Should the schools open? I think that varies depending on the situation of the places. Exactly. Some places, yes. Some places, no. Sometimes you got to think about the bigger picture and not just your own situation. Because this is bigger than just everybody's individual situation. This is a whole global thing. So, for example, should the schools reopen where I'm in New York? In my opinion, yes. Because there's zero cases. They have, they're no longer high risk. They flatten their curve. Should, should schools open in Florida? No. It has to be handled by a case-by-case basis. You know, Again, just my opinion. I'm not a professional at this. Just signed up to do a goddamn wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember those days? Remember when you signed up for that? Remember when I could remember when I started listening on tune and I'd be like, yeah, I'm a big fan of wrestling. And I was like, no, ne- never thought you'd be reporting the apocalypse on here, man. Right. right this, if that was the case, I'd have been like, hey, you know what? I'm going to just stay in the chat room. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Owens, <laughs> you need your edumacation. Oh. I need my edumacation. I think we all need some edumacation. I can't believe, I can't believe you hit him with that one, Shane. Damn, man. I'm going to say edumacation. Kevin Owens is apparently the person we spoke about last week. Uh, he's the guy who went to Vince and everyone else and was like, you guys need to cut this shit out and be serious in regards to remember we said that there was somebody from WWE that put their foot down and spoke to Vince and just, you know, kind of told them their concerns. Apparently it was Owens. So and now he's going to get de-pushed because you know how they do. <laughs> yeah. He said, but I'm glad he spoke up. He said it's been brought up. At first, the masks weren't being taken seriously enough. Eventually, a fine system was implemented to make sure people took it seriously. That came from me. I thought that the masks weren't being worn seriously enough. So I went and talked to the people in charge. They immediately did what they could to remedy the situation. I don't blame anybody for the mask thing. It's easy to forget how important those masks are. Some people just straight up believe that the masks don't make a difference. And that's their belief. But if we're all going to work together and we're we're all trying to keep each other safe, I think it matters. If you've had somebody in your family affected by this the way my family was, it's a lot easier to remember that these masks make a huge difference. These masks do make a difference. And I felt it was important for people to take that seriously. I was pleased that the company felt the same way and made sure to get the message out to everybody that this is a big deal. That's why in the end, I decided to come back. I feel comfortable going back to work. I feel as safe as I can be there. Now, you know, with Kevin Owens, who spoke up, I feel like he's someone in the company who's kind of become... One of the people that can do that, though, over the years yeah. from being here. Like, I don't, I, don't went there. I don't think Mojo Riley could have went there and talked about masks. <laughs> Mojo would have went up in the Robert Stone brand if he's probably dead. Did they release him yet, or is Mojo still around? I think he's still there. They fucking let Zack Ryder go and they kept Mojo? Right. I mean, well, I guess they need somebody to make the coffee. So. That's crazy. Like, who would do that? Well, let's be real. At this point, Mojo will do anything for TV time. So, Zack Ryder has accomplished something. So, yeah. So now, and I mean, I, I mean, who else is gonna hang out with Gronk? So, Gronk's adventure. Oh God, straight to bargain bin DVD <laughs> in the thrift store <laughs> in the ghetto. <laughs> so, uh, as you know, now WWE finds the shit out of you. They find you wearing no, not wearing a mask. You're you're screwed. So we're hearing that there were some people that haven't been wearing masks um, during the hard camera of some of the past shows this week during NXT, I guess, or at least some of the NXT 
crowd people in one of the shows and they were removed, you know, and there was one person who didn't have a mask and he was covering his nose. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I was reading that correctly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You read that shit again. What? <laughs> That's why I've been kind of crawling through this last story because the more the words came at me, the less I believed what I was seeing. Okay, so let's see here. Yeah, so they removed two audience members for not wearing masks that were in the front row on the hard camera side. But another person, oh, he got flack for not covering his nose with his mask. I see. Okay, so he he had one of those those dicks out masks. That's what I called them now, the dicks out masks. When you, you know the mask, bad part is ever since that meme you sent me, I haven't been right since. Dicks out mask for anyone who doesn't know what it is. It's when you see people who wear their mask over just their lips, but their nose is out. And we had a meme, I sent this to Destin, where it says wearing a mask with your nose out like this is as stupid as if you wore your underwear like this. And it has a picture of somebody like with their underwear just covering the balls, but like the like the dicks flopping over the top. <laughs> I showed that to my co-workers and ever since then, every time somebody gets caught, dicks out. <laughs> dicks out mask. <laughs> It almost happened to me the other day. Pack it away. I want to get that image printed out like a hundred times. And whenever I see somebody with their nose out of the fucking mask, just, just hand it a little card. <laughs> Not even say anything. They can't even see my face because I'll be wearing a mask, but I'll be smiling. It's amazing. Having a fucking. Yeah. So see, they get, they even gave somebody shit for having their nose out of their mask. Good. I see that shit too much. Doing this from the beginning. Yeah. Now you're only doing it because of publicity. Too late. We know. <laughs> and apparently, um, the NXT talent that they were using as extras didn't realize that there was a fighting system in place. I guess you better read the dirt sheets or watch the show because we knew. Really? You would think that'd be something that this multi-million dollar publicly traded company would tell their independent contractors that they also contract. They always tell their, their talent not to read the dirt sheets. Read the dirt sheets. Right. <laughs> it's some it's good news. Some, some, of them are some of them are trying to save you guys. You can't on one hand say that the dirt sheets are incredible and then on the other hand have me talk about the fine that you could potentially get for not wearing a mask one week ago and then this week me here that you're not aware. So something's credible here. But of course, wrestling observer, they said that uh, the policy went into effect uh, with the $500 fine for not wearing a mask the first time and then a $1,000 fine for the second time. And that even though they confirmed it officially, the talent used as extras claimed that they were not aware. And then they were eventually told about the new system. And as you spoke about before, and this is also according to Russell Votes, they're saying the WWE is aiming for September to bring back live crowds to their events. SummerSlam is not going to happen. That's going to be at the Performance Center. But Performance Slam. But they think, but the <laughs> Performance, but they think by the end of September, they'll be ready for audience. You know what irritates me about that the most? Like. What do you mean you, how are you determining this? How do you know? How are you making these predictions? Don't say anything. We don't, no one knows. They're like, well, we think around September. You don't fucking know. We're in the middle of a pandemic. They're acting like they, they determined that. How about we get out of this and then you determine it. They're not able to tell me where the numbers are going to be by September, but this company can tell me when live crowds are going to come back. Talk about jumping the gun. Florida, man. I don't know what you people are doing out there, man. Jesus Christ. But their accurate testing system, right? Their state of the art cotton swabs and close that shit down. <laughs> like, That's what you do. So, <laughs> don't they reopening Disney World now too? I don't fucking know, dude. I swear, 
Look it up. Disney World <laughs> is is reopening right now. <laughs> Someone say it's going to be on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Isn't Disney in Florida? Yeah, there's one in. Oh, yo, those people are fucking nuts. It's so bad. You like their stupidity is what's making me laugh. Like yo, they're. You see what I'm saying? I, there, there's no. So there's no subjectivity that exists with this shit. Like, like it's, it's too stupid for me to not for me to for me to be have any kind of devil's advocate attitude. Like it's, it's Disney, too fucking stupid. Is Disney World essential? More essential than the WWE. <laughs> I'd rather have fears with their shit angles any day of the week. No, but don't open it. I, like, why do we have to tell grown fucking adults not to open Disney World during this? Because they're stupid. Age does not reflect intelligence. You know what, man? I'm going to bring this up just to make sure that the information is accurate. <sighs> oh, Let's have a look here. We have the Tron, right? Let's see what the hell this thing brings us. Bear with me a minute here, guys. We're getting it running. Oh, I sure wish I go. It kind of reminds me of that scene from The Big Lebowski. Donnie, you're out here, element. I love that movie. <laughs> That's one of the best <laughs> movies great. ever, man. All right, let's have a look here. What Jane Quest says they have water parks open in Orlando. Oh, Jesus. This morning, enjoying the attractions at Disney World, no longer a figment of anyone's imagination. Park goers getting their first taste of rides and lines in a socially distanced environment. There's no need to put your life on hold. Like I said, just to, you know, you got to have fun. You got to enjoy life. As some parents pulling the plug on their planned outings. Is it worth it, you know, for the risk of the children? And the risks in Florida and Texas right now escalating by the day. Both have now recorded a quarter million COVID cases each and both topping 10,000 new cases Saturday. The difference, Texas now mandates mask wearing and its governor suggesting more measures could be on the way. We're seeing in the state of Texas, the next step would have to be a lockdown. A federal task force heads to Houston Monday in what amounts to a medical May Day as Louisiana's governor, also alarmed by surging cases, just announced he'll require facial coverings and close down bars. As recently as June the 19th, Louisiana was number 10 in the country per capita cases. Today we're number three. Number one on that list, Arizona has activated emergency plans for refrigerator trucks as morgues stunning shades of New York in March. I don't want to be at two o'clock in the morning wondering what we're going to do with someone's loved one that we don't have space for. The other side of that struggle, New York now showing a remarkable turnaround. It's COVID hospitalizations dipping below 800, the lowest that figure's been since the city came under siege. A boost for the Big Apple, which is not out of the woods yet. Yankees closer Araldis Chapman just tested positive for COVID as baseball marches forward with plans to return this summer. Basketball is even closer. The Orlando bubble now hosting full practices. It's great to be in the gym today, moving around, see guys. As 22 NBA teams inch toward a restart date of July 30th. And NBA players are being tested every single day here in the bubble for yeah, Major yeah, League Baseball. It's more like every other. They do. I'm saying the NBA test won WWE, apparently. Dude, they don't need a fucking a Disney World. There's lots of other entertainment that you can provide to people. I, I agree. We do need entertainment. I'm entertained right now. Do we really need Disney World, though? Like, right now, in the in, in a fucking Florida of all places, the most dangerous place you could be, would you really need Disney World? I wish I, was a, I wish I was like a professional video editor because I would 
I would splice Disney World into everything just to troll them. Like I would, yeah. like Judgment Day, you know, the beginning of Terminator movies where it shows all the fucking options. <laughs> I would just splice a Disney World in the middle where just kids are just fucking there. You know, or, or Matrix Revolutions when the when the squid machines are coming through the ground, they'd just be like a Disney World that they fly past where everybody's just fucking celebrating. Like every every any scenario that's post apocalyptic Independence Day when the when the alien oh, hits yeah, the, or, the, uh, <laughs> Disney fuck, World fuck, next fuck door. Attack on Titan when the colossal Titan kicks on the wall, Disney World. <laughs> exactly. This is Disney World, the most impractical place. Like it doesn't matter what's going on, we'll have this Disney World. Remember that movie Deep Impact with the wave? Splicing like a little oh, fucking Disney World on the beach. Twenty twelve, Disney World. Armageddon, right? Like when Bruce Willis, spoiler alert, is dead. Like Disney World, right next to him. Mad Max, Disney World. <laughs> Just fuck it. Fuck, you, you, you know, at that point, Swing Wild, The Descent, Underground, Disney World. Listen to you kids out there, and even some of you adults. Use that money. Go get King, go get Game Pass on Xbox and play some Kingdom Hearts, motherfucker. You Bro, want Disney you World? Play Kingdom Hearts. You know, you got you got Kingdom Hearts. You got Final Fantasy Nine. You got time. All right. Play Kingdom Hearts, motherfuckers. Stay home. If you got a PS, if you got a PS4, grab Detroit Become, Become Human. There's 55 different endings. See but how many you, you can get. But if you go out, there's only one ending. <laughs> wasted. Do we have the waste to drop in? I don't even remember if we do. We do. <laughs> I don't think I really, we do. I was over here for me to drop, but damn it, we did. That was never an official drop as much as we used it. If we, you know, I think we only used it that one time because that freaking bear core we bought a mania pen. <laughs> my fucking ginger rolled him up in this and said, poof, wasted. <laughs> it's just, if I'm going to go out and do things, I'm not against anything. Like, to be clear, I'm not one of those people saying stay home, but that's high risk when it's just a whole bunch of people in Disney World. See, this is why I could never, if there was a world of heroes and villains, if there was like a DBZ or a Marvel Cinematic World, this is why I could never be bestowed powers. I would be one of those misunderstood bad guys. I'd be like a Magneto. Because, man, I'd be flying over Disney World right now, charging my energy beam. Pew. Like, you fucking did what? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the righteous heroes are going to try to, nope, we're new. We're getting rid of all of them. They're putting the rest of the planet in danger. <laughs> I'd be charging that ball with one fucking hand floating over everybody. <laughs> I'd be that guy. I'd be that guy. <laughs> I just thought this was fucking Shoot, you fucking did what? I'd be that misunderstood <laughs> guy. Just standing there charging that shit. Ready to shut the whole thing down. Oh my god. People underneath Holy me and shit, squires and people will be like, think of all the lives you save and think about think of all the think of all the lives you lose. I'll be like, think of all the lives I've saved <laughs> If I get rid of fucking Disney World. <laughs> Your kids are gonna get sick. You wanna forget how it tastes? I'm doing it for all of you. Fuck Disney World. There's no way for me to be a baby face in that, even if I have the best of intentions. You know what I mean? Like I'm You blowing, don't need rise, you need masks. I'm blowing up children and like a and a mascot fucking mouse, a beautiful environment. Shit looks good on the surface. I I I love how earlier Shane said the mouse never died, but people do. <laughs> oh. They're over here when you wish upon a star. We're coming in there like you got to remix the Game of Thrones song. COVID, 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 COVID. <laughs> Instead of winter is coming, sickness is coming. <laughs> oh, shit. See, it's it's gotten this bad, people. We have to we have to make fun of it somehow. Now we're making like, jokes during the freaking COVID segments. I mean, God, for Christ's sake, at this point, you're going to depress the rest of the show if you don't. 
So they're ready to come back so, with their shows. Disney World's already open. That could even be used as their argument. Well, Disney's already open. We're not as big as mm-hmm. Disney. But apparently they could have recorded multiple episodes of Raw and SmackDown in this upcoming week, but they decided instead they were going to do one episode of SmackDown 205 Live this Friday before Extreme Rules, and they're not going to take any extra chances. Now. But it's weird to have that mentality because no matter what, people are coming into the ring and wrestling. Like, having less wrestling, I guess by default, has less chances, but you're still taking chances. The only time you're not taking chances is if you ain't doing it. And as unsafe as they've been at this point, they can't afford to take any chances. Oh, boy. This fucking company, man, I swear. (sighs) And this is the reason why. Because when we were watching everybody spring breaking from New York, we watched them all spring breaking in Florida, we were wearing masks and buckling down. So uh, they're also not going to be using ring announcers that we're hearing. They're only going to have ring announcers in the ring during title contests. So The fuck? Uh, okay. All right. I guess so that they don't get too close or there's less exposure. Well, for sure you gave more logic to that than they probably did. Yeah, they're just doing whatever they can to just look a little bit good is really what it is. Next, next are going to be no refs. The wrestlers are going to count their own three counts. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, and then they're going to have to run out to the ring and ring the bell too. And uh, apparently the Jamie Noble thing is one of the things that they're worried about. Because uh, he was someone who was very active in the company. And they're kind of going without him being a big producer and everything. Well, it's time to rehire one of the other ones while he recovers. You fired, Lord knows you fired enough people, right? Okay, yeah, y'all got, y'all got, y'all got people on standby. We got this. So, Wrestling Observer, their newsletter has a list of people who we have not seen. Remember, we cannot confirm within this company who has tested positive, thanks to their own policies. So, all we can do is speculate as far as who we haven't seen. So, people we have not seen were Carmella. We saw Dana Brooke this past SmackDown. So we know she's, I guess, okay, at least now. Uh, we saw Naomi this past SmackDown. We saw the Street Profits tonight. Uh, we saw Lacey Evans. Have we seen Velveteen Dream? We haven't seen him since the parking lot brawl. Okay, so there's one missing. We haven't seen Austin Theory, but let's not forget that the two of them are also wrapped up in those allegations. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's been bringing in via satellite. We haven't seen Finn Balor, right? No, we've seen Finn. I think I've seen Finn maybe a couple of weeks ago. But it was taped, wasn't it? Like it was before this, I think. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they have. Oh yeah, so yeah, we haven't seen Finn in a minute. Have we seen Liv Morgan? Uh, I saw her maybe a couple of rounds ago. So. A couple. I, can, of I mean, we, we, we can only really go by the how uh, we've seen her like on TV. So. Have we seen Mandy Rose? Oh, I, I don't know if we've seen Mandy in a minute. He wasn't on that shitty Raw segment. Yeah. Have we? But seen then she's on SmackDown. So, have we yeah. seen Natalia? Oh, we've seen Natty some. We haven't seen Natty this past week, but I think we saw Natty last week. Iffy there. And last Ooh. time we seen her was with Natalia, you're right. Her, Nia Jax, thankfully, but have we seen her recently? No, right? No, nah, we haven't seen Natty. We haven't seen uh, Nia in, couple, in about a week or so. Otis, we have not seen. Tucker, we have not seen. Mojo, we have not seen. Shorty G, Raquel Gonzalez, Sonya Deville. Seamus Border via satellite. You see what I'm saying? There's Ooh. a lot of people there that, that uh, are not showing up for work. And the bad part about it is, with this company's track record, like it's pretty easy to assume why. I mean, and again, that shit doesn't affect everybody. Like Doom, look at how Rusev—he looked fine. He said it doesn't affect him. Yeah. He's a, he's exactly what I was telling you guys months about. He is asymptomatic. He he's just guy, knows he has it. He has it, but he's not a guy that it affects in a physical way with any ailments. 
So you could be seeing wrestlers, the ones that are bringing it via satellite. They could have it. You never know. Yeah. So AEW, they're basically uh, doing their fight for the fallen. And uh, basically last year, this was for gun violence. And uh, this year it's going to be for COVID-19 relief. They said that uh, funds from it will be given to Florida's first coast relief fund and the feeding Northeast Florida. So uh, they said that it's going to be ringside is quoted as being a range of health and well-being services for those struggling during this time. They also have a website where you can donate. They put up some special T-shirts and masks. And uh, Tony Khan statement is as quoted. The efforts of the First Coast Relief Fund and feeding North Northeast Florida over the past four months have been truly amazing. But unfortunately, the battle against this pandemic continues, and that means their work is far from over. On behalf of everyone at AEW, our fans, I thank both groups for their commitment to our home community of Jacksonville and North Florida and hope we can all come together to do what we can to support their mission. So... Let's say AEW once again helping. They're definitely the safer company during this entire thing. Yeah, they're the ones that are actually taking precautions and actually giving a shit about the human lives we were responsible for. Yes. Absolutely. It's almost like they know what they're doing. Imagine that, right? Imagine having care for your fellow man. Well, on top of that, a product that's not painful to watch. Yeah. Well, I'd love to live in that reality. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they said that Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions, which is the parent company of Impact Wrestling, had applied for a PPP loan, which is between 150000 to 350000 And this is to save 106 jobs. This is a paytech protection program, for those of you unfamiliar with it. And this gives loans to small businesses so they could keep paying people during shitty times. And uh, we don't know whether or not they were approved, but we do know that they applied for it. So they're doing their best to try to, whereas WWE has the money and could have kept people employed without needing to take out a loan. We have but they wanted other... to look good for their fucking investors. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to look good for their quarterly earnings report. So they cut people's salaries during a fucking pandemic. We have these smaller companies that in the past, a lot of us are even guilty of, of joking about uh, that are willing to put themselves out there and do what they can to keep people employed during this. That's the kind of job security that you probably want. And people should think yeah. about that in the future. The next time WWE is trying to promote themselves as a big, happy family. You just remember that Impact is out here taking care of their boys, taking care of their guys and the gals. Just saying, I'm starting to lean back to watch Impact on a regular basis now. Just because I feel more better as a person at this point. Like, like, why not support the guys who are out there taking care of their people rather than sacrificing their people to take care of themselves? Yeah, I'm right there with like, you, buddy. Like at the end of the day, we could say whatever we want about Impact, but Impact has partially survived because they've given people a reason to want to be there. And I don't know about you, but if they're sitting there like, hey, we're going to get this loan so we can keep you here so you don't have to struggle, I'm pretty excited to be at that place. Mm-hmm. And I'm right there with you. Yeah. Props to Impact. Props to Impact. So in other news, I'm not familiar too much with this company, but WrestleCade. I've heard the name a few times. They basically announced that they're going to just be canceling the rest of 2020 due to the COVID. Uh, Tracy Myers and Brian Hawks are the owners of it. And uh, they just basically said that they're going to just have to cancel it. And they were supposed to have a $30,000 charity event. that was like a three-day event. That unfortunately gets canceled as well. So, uh, yeah, that really sucks. I know they released a statement here. I don't know if you guys want to look at a statement right now. I'm going to see how big this statement is and 
than we can determine here because we still have a lot of news here. Pop it up here. Oh, God. Uh, due to the continuing health and safety concerns related to COVID-19 pandemic, we have made the difficult decision to cancel WrestleCade Week in 2020. We have been hopeful that the situation would improve so that our event could continue as planned. However, health officials have made it clear that they have no idea what the situation will be in November. In addition, you see, that's smart thinking, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not talking about, oh, they could have come coming back by September, assholes. You know, uh, in addition, Governor Roy Cooper has not given us any insight on what a mass gathering for 7,000 plus people traveling into Wisconsin, Salem, North Carolina from around the world would look like in November. To be fair, he doesn't know, but the risk currently seemed greater than the rewards. For the past eight years, we have worked tirelessly to bring you three days of wrestling memories. We'll miss spending time with you and we'll miss seeing those big smiles on your faces, but we want to st be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. That's page one of this. There's a page two. Sorry. Bring up page two on the screen here. As an important side note worth mentioning right now is the appropriately 30,000 a year that we raise for charity with this event, which obviously won't happen now. Knowing that there are children and families that won't be able to celebrate Christmas together because of this cancellation guts us more than anything. Please pray for those families. We hope to return next year for WrestleCade weekend 2021 and we hope to see you all there. Tracy Myers and Brian Hawks, owners of WrestleCate Entertainment. PS refunds have been processed for all guests and all vendors. If you have questions or concerns, please message us here or email Tracy at WrestleCade.com. So, as you guys can see there, WrestleCade, they're closing down shop. A lot of places that are, a lot of less fortunate places that aren't greedy are shutting down the way that they need to right now. Yeah. Look out for the long term. They literally said, hey, hope to see you guys next year. And then everybody who paid it, Gave their money back. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how this place is supposed to be the mecca, the top place, the place everybody wants to be. Treats people the worst. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Rebby Hardy got some heat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's feeling she heard this week? Let's see what we got here. She basically said that... Uh, my kids didn't get to see their own grandfather for nearly two months to ensure the safety of all that uh, of them all. And people really out here chumming it up without mask or distancing. Let's fucking not so fucking over this. No fucking sense. So basically, she once again got heat for telling people about their lives and having common sense like a normal fucking human being. OK. Then she, I guess people must have taken that wrong because she later on went on to say, wonder how many times I'm expected to be insulted and attacked for every part of me before actually losing it. Fucking tired of it. And before you're compelled to tell me about what a horrible person I, I am who only deserves the worst, I seen it. I heard it. You tell someone that shit enough times, they can't help but finally go along with it. Why not finally prove everyone right? So, uh, I don't know if her tantrums necessarily the way that you want to, want to handle it. That's not going to win any, any, uh, any people over. Mm, let's be real, but if they're, if they're going to attack her for just telling them to put on a mask, pretty sure we don't care about winning those ones over. Got a point. Yeah. Uh, like, all, all I saw from that was it was once again the freaking little entitled little fucks going after her because she told them how to live their actual lives. Like, just some common sense. Like, don't get my kid sick. God forbid. Mm. You actually put the mask on your face. While we're talking about women here, Sonny. Yo, when I tell you 
full disclosure people every now and then in between stories i'll kind of scroll through facebook and see what's there i just fucking saw this one <laughs> so shout out to pre pre messaged me earlier today with this story i i got it from her before i found it on the sheets sonny oh shout, shout out to pre love you miss you hall of famer <laughs> okay. hall of famer sonny tammy lynn cinch sitch has been arrested again but 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 she but she was supposed to see Jordan Grace at that next event. What happened? I don't know. How the fuck would I know? Let's have a look. <laughs> Good God! I guess it's the, like a running gag with her. Holy shit! The sheets posted the arrest page. What are we looking at here? That is almost too damn tiny to read. We have a bunch of charges. I can tell you that much. Something about being drunk, probably. So, in <laughs> our stick. Okay, so we got uh. Operating a motor vehicle during a second license suspension, eluding a police officer, contempt violation of a domestic violence restraining order. So basically, there was somebody out there who wanted to stay away from her, and her crazy ass went back to him. And I love how King Quest goes, we need to get her and the stalker guy to be a mixed tag team. Don't you fucking put that in my universe. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that much craziness in my I life. I mean, she said all that racist shit last time we spoke, right? And we, we mm. decided afterwards that we were going to not support her. She's a fucking idiot. Like, who would? Like, and we, and again, <laughs> we're no prudes. We, we were not hating on her hustle when it came to the OnlyFans thing. I've told you before, I have friends in the adult industry. I got a friend with OnlyFans. Like, yeah. And so what? When I, when I'm knocking her hustle, you want to go and you want to take your, your naked selfies and you get paid for that? Knock yourself out. But her racist shit, her stupidity, and you know how I feel about the drunk driving, drinking in general, just being drunk. Being an asshole. And let's just real let's be real. The fact that she talks like she still fucking matters. Bitch, if you didn't come out with a sex tape, nobody knew you still fucking existed. Welcome to reality. All right? Like nobody's just, nobody's chiming over Sonny, who used to be the triple threat manager, Chris Candido anymore. Like this girl, man, this woman. Like she's hanging on to these threads of glory as much as she possibly can. And it's to an annoying sense because now it's like you still think you're sunny in the WWF. Like, dude, get, get, get over yourself. I this is give, all she's known for now. I got to give our society a lot of credit because you can tell that we've, that society's evolved. Some ways we've regressed, but in many ways we evolved because honestly, 10, 15 years ago, somebody like Tammy Sitch would have just been dead by now. There are tons of people that were big Hollywood people. They went down her path and just fucking died. That was it. Go back and look. Tons of people. But now our facilities have become more state of the art. We have, we as people have become more tolerant of, I guess, drug abuse and substance abuse and people falling off wagons. So there's always somebody there to pick her up. There's always another facility to take her in, another place to lock her away for her own safety, another rehab center to put her up. If this was the fucking 80. She would have just died. It would have been one of those people you heard about that old deed in the bathroom. And that doesn't mean that it's not even still possible. I hate to say it, but it happened to China. You know, China was someone who every week, man, my whole first year of this show, every week we were on here with a new China video from her own YouTube channel. And some of those fucking videos, if you guys were there with me in the early years, if you guys remember, some of those videos were so bad that when I would capture them, I would grab them. I would literally rip them from, from the YouTube because I was certain that by the time later that night I went on the air after Raw, she would have sobered up, saw the video, cringed and deleted it. And these videos stayed up for months. And it was cringy, crazy, 
drunken, slurred, staggering into the camera, incoherent half the time, to the point where we weren't even 100% comfortable playing some of it. But then after a while, I was like, you know, she's not even uncomfortable enough to fucking delete it. It's just there. Some people make these mistakes and delete it. Not her. And that's sort of where Tammy is. A lot of the stuff that she puts on social media, even though she doesn't really go on to uh, YouTube or anything, a lot of stuff she puts on social media, she puts it out there in the either. And even though releasing it and deleting it doesn't fix anything, she never deletes any of the shit that she says. That black people comment that she made, a few of them that she's made, were really, really bad. And just to think that those just stay out there. Yeah, because she still thinks she's fucking Sonny the manager. Sonny the manager shouldn't be racist. I don't remember her being racist. Yeah. You know? she, 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 she still thinks she's so larger than fucking life and matters way more than she does. Like, get the delusion out of your head, dude. Like, you're a drunk who's been in prison, I don't know how many fucking times, just running your mouth all kinds of ways because you think you're in my heyday in the prime of your career. Like, dude, grow the fuck up. I shouldn't at 28 be telling you, at 27, telling you about your fucking life. She's not happy with her life, and it's clear because she always just goes for negativity, and that really sucks. She just takes shots at other people and tries to bring them down just because they're doing better than her in life. Like it was, it was like we said before. I think she took it Jordan Grace. There was no reason for her to do that shit. But I guarantee right now, if Jordan Grace wasn't at the top of her game, knockout champion right now, about to go on the slam anniversary. I guarantee it wouldn't be a freaking problem. But no, somebody else is doing better than you, so you gotta take a shot. Take the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, no, it's really weird. And it's just strange how even knowing that she has problems, like to not be able to have the self-control after all she's been through to fucking clean it up already. Like, how do you keep getting arrested? How are you making such a spectacle of yourself that the cops just keep arresting you? This is the point where it's like if she she knows it's going to get her into the news, which is like, hey, let's do it. Like, like people who aren't good at anything just look for any kind of reason to keep themselves out there. Yeah. And it's like I've had people in my life who have gone through substance abuse. People have gone through a bunch of different um, things. Like I've mentioned my friend Abby, who in October will be celebrating three years sober. She's gone through a lot of shit. But the difference is eventually she is so starved for attention that she needs to keep screwing up. It comes off like Tammy's so starved for this attention. She won't get better because the second she gets better, nobody's going to be talking. But it's not the case. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really isn't the case. It's. I don't know. It's just really weird. You know what it is? Let's just say that you even did know somebody who fell off the wagon again. The difference is that they're at least good people. Like, she just... Tammy has turned into a fucking bitter, angry person. And not the way Brett is. Like, because you don't see Brett just spitting venom everywhere. Like, people interview this guy. They go and look for him and they ask him questions that he... That they know he he has... He doesn't go out of his... He doesn't go out of his way to just shoot at people like that. Yeah. Like, and the problem with it is, eventually you're going to push too far, and you're going to get to the point where when you fall off the wagon one too many times, nobody's going to give a shit because you rub so many people the wrong way. Yeah. What a mess, man. What an absolute mess. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Somebody needs to lock her away and throw away the key for a few years. They need to OJ keep her in there. Just, exactly. Keep her in there. Just stop being such a twat. Like, but... Yeah, please. We're begging you. Ugh. All right, well, let's change the stories a little bit now. Huh? I think we've talked enough about uh, negativity mm-hmm. and disease and stuff. We'll still have to go back to certain things here. And we still have to talk about the Matt Riddle situation because there's been new stuff, new developments with his accusations, including a statement from him. But I want to just jump off course here for a little bit and talk about some other stuff that's come up. Like the WWE Women's Evolution, Destin's favorite pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, yeah, almost got me there. It's my favorite post show all the time, right? 
Uh, yeah, it's the best, man. Real professional shit. The greatest three hours of my fucking life. Yeah, rather rub my nuts on a cheese grater. There's been a lot of rumors that they're going to be bringing back this evolution pay per view. Which, uh, what are you? What's your opinion on the possibility of this pay per view coming back? Uh, I don't really need it to come back. Like it didn't leave a lasting enough impression, and it's been what two years that it didn't happen. So it's like. I think it's. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you kind of missed the boat. I think it served the purpose that it served when it happened, of sort of this women's evolution. But you don't have, you don't need to. Now the women are incorporated into the stuff. It's almost fifty-fifty. We've had women main event WrestleMania. We don't need them to have an evolution again. They evolved once, good enough. Now they're just part right. of the roster, and I'm, I'm okay. That was a celebration what, what, of the equality of them that was necessary one, one time. Once you main event WrestleMania, at that point, you completely denounce any reasoning for the evolution too. I don't know if this is just me being nitpicky, right? But did you have you been on the WWE Network recently? I when I had to catch up on NXT today, yeah, and I seen it. So they have the women's evolution thing there, right? It's called the Best of Women's Evolution. All right, did you read the description for it? I didn't. <laughs> so this was the description. I'm just gonna read just the first, the opening crawl of the description for this Best of Women's Evolution, and then I want you to chime me to tell me what your opinion of this. So it says, "The Best of Women's Evolution." Beginning with Stephanie McMahon's trailblazing introduction of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks to the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. So they missed a few years worth of stuff. I'm waiting to see if the chat room is going to, uh, if anybody in the chat has any other issues with it before I mention my grievances. Okay. Just one more time. <laughs> Beginning with Stephanie McMahon's trailblazing introduction of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks to the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. Like, the first woman who's mentioned in this description is Stephanie McMahon. What the fuck else is there? And it's like, beginning with Stephanie McMahon's trailblazing introduction. Stephanie is not anyone's introduction into them. Is they talk about that one time that she came out with a microphone and kind of waved them into the ring? You mean one? Like the 17? And then sometimes the way she would just kind of stand around in the middle when they were all around and she would give promos? You mean like, how it's she's there every time they get a first coined. time ever? To me, it being coined as Stephanie McMahon's trailblazing introduction is almost worse than when we heard the story about Hogan's wolf pack. When they went to when they went to Hogan and 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 they told him that they were thinking of breaking off the NWO and they described like the NWO red and like he got the idea and he went and got t shirts and came back to them with t shirts that said Hogan's Wolf Pack. Remember we told that story on here? And they just were like he's completely missing the point. This is like Hogan's Wolf Pack all over again. Where imagine if they would have came out with those shirts, Hogan's Wolf Pack instead of NWO. Wolf Stephanie's Wolf Pack at this point. This is Stephanie's Wolf Pack. Like the women's evolution, she's the last person that I ever will think of when it comes to the women's evolution. For it to be called Stephanie McMahon's trailblazing introduction of because Charlotte, she... Becky, and Sasha. First of all, we've been watching them since FCW not more becky lynch and 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 fucking people like myself were watching them on shimmer and shine and we were watching freaking soraya knight and the whole daughter mother <laughs> i team. saw becky You're lynch when years. she was Re- when i saw fuck? becky lynch when she was rebecca quinn calling alice okay a dibby knacker fucking accompanying Paige and her mom to the ring okay stephanie mcmahon's trailblazing and, 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 and even though think about it we, even though it's booked by the way they book it they decide that stephanie's gonna come out and do that and yeah, even though, I mean, I mean, because totally, that totally trumps white. I mean, May Young, and yes, I'm saying it, Fabulous Moolah and their groundbreaking women's title runs totally trumps 
Trish Stratus and Lita almost killing themselves and the first time women ever reinvented Raw. Yeah, all, all that stuff. Nah, we're not. We're going to go straight to Stephanie, introduce a Sasha, Bailey, and fucking Charlotte. Stephanie had almost nothing to do with the women's evolution. Almost nothing. She had nothing. She was just there with a fucking mic talking, almost tripping down the stairs that one time. That's been her contribution to this shit. It's insane. You know? And you know what the funny thing is? King Quest is right. They'd be better off saying Eva Marie. You know why? Because Eva did more than Stephanie. This company's delusions and arrogance pisses me off to no end. And I like the Stephanie McMahon character. I especially like the billion dollar princess gimmick she had during the invasion. I yeah, like she, did shit that. Tactics, she did shit back you know? then. I, like, uh, I even liked her match with Brie. How, I mean, it was clearly rehearsed, and they did a good job, though, having an excellent match. She looks really good. I like her look. I like her on Triple H and the chemistry they have with her as the valet for him. So I'm not even like, you guys know I'm a big Triple H fan, you know? But then it's, it's just like weird shit like that, like Stephanie McMahon's evolution. It's like they wanted to call it that. You could tell that they wanted to do it. They wanted to do the Jim Henson's Muppet Babies thing. You know the way his signature is in the top, and then it says Muppet Babies in the bottom? They wanted that shit to say fucking Stephanie McMahon's evolution. You could see it. It's just crazy. Just because she held the mic and had them come out. One time, Chris Jericho did that to the Luchadors. I mean, he brought Luchadors here. You know, the funny thing is, Jericho did more than Stephanie. Huh. Yeah, she doesn't have anything to do with this. I got any nuts. <sighs> so this next bit of news, I like to get it, get them off the screen before uh, I go into it. It's a little Boy, bit sad. A little but this is uh, Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon's mother, Evelyn Edwards, has passed away. Linda Stephanie McMahon tweeted and said, Last week, my 93-year-old grandmother passed away peacefully, surrounded by people who love her. One of the last things she said to me was, Let there be love. Love is what heals us all. To anyone who is hurting or struggling, I send my love to you. Hashtag rip Mima. Thank you for everything. Which, uh, yeah. My thoughts and prayers do go out to her. I think that's really oh, sad. And, uh, you know, but she lived a full life at the same time. 93 years old is great. That is cool. I have. Holy you know what shit. I mean? That's one of those scores that when the game's over, you make sure you enter your three initials. Hell you know shit. what I mean? Like you get your three enter those, enter those initials, homie. You earn that shit. You know. Listen, and I mean no disrespect. And this is not me trying to be critical, and maybe I'm looking too much into this. This is simply an observation. You take it how you will. So a couple of days ago. Vince McMahon's mother celebrated her 100th birthday. This is literally days after Linda's mother died. And I, it's just coincidence to me that these stories just happened to overlap when I looked at them on my timeline. One was like right on top of this. So I'm just finishing. Oh, that's really sad. And then underneath I see Vince's tweet, happy 100th birthday to my mom. I hope I have her genetics with a big smiley face. It doesn't it. I know. Listen, I, I'm going to believe that Vince didn't think about the timing of that tweet, but is it, is it just me? But like the fact that Linda's tweet was like, you know, my mother has passed away peacefully, you know, and then, you know, happy 100th birthday, mom. Hope I have your genetics. Yeah, the timing's not good. It's rough, right? Like I saw it, so it could just be the way it was good. presented on my timeline. I mean, no disrespect. When I saw it underneath, I was just like, oh, that's rough. Like in my head, I want to believe. Vince has to win at everything, Linda right? Was okay with it. Like Vince fucking has to win at everything. Fuck, my mom man. lasted longer pal oh just because i just couldn't believe that it was like literally within days him going you know happy 100th birthday to you mom i hope you have oh, your genetics man. as opposed to anybody else's genetics that's elderly that <laughs> live the Mac- that mcmahon blood oh fuck we gotta move on i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it uh, <laughs> i'm trying to behave damn it <laughs> i just could again 
Yeah, they would just tear that cat off the screen. <laughs> I just remember seeing that and just thinking, shit. You are understand, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I want to so bad, but I will get off this show I'm and just... go straight to I can't do <laughs> Literally, right? Like, as soon as we had shutting it down, <laughs> It'll just be the floor will open up and there'll just be the fiery fucking pits right there. Again, no disrespect because death is sad. I just couldn't fucking believe that right underneath it was, was fucking, uh, was Vince going, happy, happy, oh. happy 100th birthday, ma. Oh my God. Fuck me. I've man. never had to fight something so hard. You know, that hurt. Oh my God. Oh. Holy shit. Just strange. Just strange timing of stuff. Again, bad timing. Just the, the timing was terrible. I, I want to believe Vince didn't. I want to believe two things. One, Vince didn't think that mad, didn't think that meant much of it. And two, the fact that it is Linda's mother in law, she was celebrating at the same time. And it was kind of like a happy note where it's like, hey, Mama, Mama man made it to 100. Like, <laughs> Not thinking about the other tweet, like in contrast to it, right? That has to be. I, I, guess, I, I guess you can the other tweet as like, Kind of like to give her something to be happy about. To give Linda something to be happy about? I I don't I don't know I don't know a reach of straws man. I can't. That's like if I don't know. That's like I, if, that's like a if, reach of straws. I don't know where else to go. With that's that. like if one of my parents died and you were like, "Hey, listen, man, I still have mine." <laughs> I just figured I, I just wanted to tell you that to make you feel better. That's what I'm saying. This is like that's what I'm saying. Your metaphor know, would be I like. See, we, this is where we shouldn't stay with the story. I'm just I, I trying to reach for straw. I'm trying to make it better in my head. I can't do it. Anyway, oh. AJ Styles had some choice words in regards to Paul Heyman on his Mixer channel, which I'm wondering what AJ is going to do because he, you know, Mixer is. Uh, He's gotta be ready to go over to Twitch. Like he, I haven't watched him on Mixer in a minute. Just I haven't been on Mixer in forever. But I feel like he's gotta have something ready. Yeah, you would think, right? I would hope so. Like, don't go down with the ship, AJ. Don't sting this. Like, no. Yeah, because there was a rumor going around that AJ Styles was pissed off about the way Gallows and Anderson were fired when he he was under the impression that Paul Heyman could have done more to help them out. And he addresses those allegations on here. Team Plus, I'm sure it is. Um, Based on every podcast I've ever heard them do, you need to be 18 years and older to listen to it. Um, You should be. Anyway, um, they're going to talk about some things that I don't really want to talk about. I'll let them do all that work for me. But uh, there were some rumors going around that AJ Styles left Raw to go to SmackDown because he was being bullied. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, I just want to take a minute to digest that one. That may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, I, I mean, I'm a grown man. If there was some bullying going on, that upset me enough to leave Raw and go to SmackDown, I would handle it. And whether I got my tail beat or not, I'd still handle it. I'm a grown man. So I'll just throw that out there. Um, when it came to um, the rumor about Paul Heyman and me being upset with him because he didn't take up for Gals and Anderson before they got released, that's not that's not what it was at all. Not even close. I'll give you a snippet of uh, what me, Gallows, and Anderson already know. He's a liar. Now you know. I'm sure you've heard that before. If you go back in some ECW days, you'll hear that. He's he's a bold-faced liar. And uh, so that, that's my take on that. I will I will let um, Gallows and Anderson... When's that come out? Do you know? 
Yeah, apparently he goes on to say that he's going to let Gallows and Anderson talk about it on the podcast. So there's something that happened with Paul Heyman and AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson on Raw because AJ didn't say that he left Raw to go to SmackDown because of him, but he did say Paul Heyman is a bold-faced liar, which indicates that Heyman must have lied to him about something. Except for his, that's not the first time we've heard about Heyman lying to people. I mean, Heyman, is it lying, though? Like, Heyman's the kind of person who I can probably see telling somebody that he's going to keep them protected from the politics and shit. But Heyman's also the kind of person who I can see failing to keep people protected from the politics and shit. That's the yeah. the story of him and CM Punk, him and Rob Van Dam, him and almost anybody. Yeah. It's very possible that sometimes he doesn't realize he's lying. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just saying from past history, maybe he told them that no matter what, Gallows and Anderson were going to be there and they were going to do these stories with him and then he didn't do it. Maybe the story never even got to Vince. It could be a million and one things. But something happened there. And uh, AJ's clearly hot about it, but he's always very careful about what he says. Yeah. No. What are your thoughts in regards to this? I mean, I definitely want to keep an eye out for that podcast to see exactly what they're going to say. But it's just whatever it is, like AJ's pissed. Like you could feel like the anger in his voice, like... It's just wondering, like, what what happened between those two to where it's gotten to where he literally just went on his own screen and was just like, dude, fucking liar. Yeah, nah, it doesn't look good at all. The entire process is is all screwed up at this point. I heard recently there was a report going around that uh, Andrea Lissenberger was rehired back to WWE. And she was quoted saying, I, I honestly wasn't expecting it. I wasn't surprised, to be perfectly honest, given the situation of everything that's going on. But it was a little surprising. At the end of the day, I had a very positive experience writing for the team. It was an experience that I wouldn't change or give up. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, God, I'm scared. I, I feel like I remember the name. Yes. Oh. My, my significant other got it right. The Mandy and Otis check. The one hashtag Mandy and Oh, Otis that one. Oh. They wrote about it. You see what I mean? Oh, that one. It's just weird. I guess I, I guess I could sleep better now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not as worried. I think that this is it. Don't count them out yet, Destin. Because, uh, you know, they managed to get back. <laughs> they managed to get back fucking Andrea Lissenberg. Listen, no disrespect to her or anything. But in your honest opinion, do you feel like this is going to change anything happening on SmackDown? Not a fucking thing. Not a fucking thing. You know, there's not even a man that you notice to have a storyline about right now. <laughs> <sighs> they need a lot more. And I'm not saying that she wasn't good or whatever. I mean, it was a basic fucking story. I hate to say it, but it was your basic... Mm-hmm. It was your basic story. It was your basic Saturday morning cartoon story. Like, guys getting made fun of. Hot girl falls in love with them. Bible. You only ever says involved liars in a briefcase and bear Corbin throwing two people off roofs, but yeah. I mean, recently the revivals or what are they called now? The FTR. They spoke to Inside the yeah. Ropes, and they even talked about when at uh, the time when they spoke to Vince, they said that their last meeting with him, um, he apologized because uh they'd been sending all these pitches in and he'd never seen them because the writers were just too afraid to approach him with the different ideas, and he apologized to them for the system being broken before they left. Well, at least I got a sorry. Well, you see what I mean? Even Vince realizes that this shit isn't going to work. You know, Conrad Thompson, if you got, you remember him. He's on everybody's podcast who's a legend. He's the guy uh-huh. who co-hosts with them. No matter who it is, there he is. That podcast guy. dick riding face ass motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, dude. I was trying to be a little more elegant about you. What the fuck? <laughs> also, after all this stuff was wrong, I feel a tad bit hostile. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean that. <laughs> that one just slipped out. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, 
he's quoted as saying in regards to Bruce Pritchard that he's very stressed. He says it's not a little bit of stress. It's a lot of stress. And he said that they don't have specific conversations because he doesn't want him to ever think that he's that guy trying to dig for scoops. But every now and again, he'll get a call from Bruce and you can just hear in his voice that he's tired and sleepy and he's stressing. And he can only imagine the amount of curveballs that are coming his way, not just from running the show on Fox, which uh, it's a huge undertaking. But now he has to worry about the show on USA. And if that wasn't enough, it's also happening during a pandemic on a closed set. And he talked about how remarkable it is when you think about all the particular challenges and how many times they must have to... um rewrite and rewrite the show because there's so many moving parts and there's so many variables about who you can who can travel and who can't who has a fever and who doesn't and that these are things that uh maybe once upon a time was just something that you didn't really have to worry about and that everybody's accounted for and everybody's well and if that's the case he can only imagine the wrecks that that it wrecks havoc on your plans um so you have to just adjust on the fly and uh you know so yeah it sounds like he's uh Bruce Pritchard has that job. You got the job, buddy. You were promoted. You were promoted Darth Vader style. Remember the way Vader would force choke motherfuckers and then the next guy gets oh the promotion? Oh, my God. Yes, I remember yeah. that. That's how you get your promotion in the Empire. Like, you, you let the you let the Falcon escape, and he force chokes you through the screen, and your buddy next to you is the, <laughs> the up-and-comer now. Bruce Pritchard was always the guy next to everybody. Exactly. He was always the guy <laughs> next to the guy being force choked in every screen, and now he's finally the guy. Do you always knew when you wanted that position because he's sitting right next to you and just look at you and wait. Do not fail me, Admiral. Everybody else is looking at him like, man. I can see Bruce just slide into that seat right as the guy getting four choke. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There you go, Bruce. Look at I loved you. There you go, buddy. So now we have a bunch of people with non-compete clauses during this pandemic that have now all been officially released. We talked about that timer. You can't hold them forever once you release them. So now free to the world are Heath Miller, a.k.a. Heath Slater, Miro, Rusev, Kurt Angle, Matt Cardona, Eric Young, Luke Gallows and Anderson, of course, Kurt Hawkins, Leo Rush, Aiden English, EC3. Marie Canellis and Mike Bennett, Eric Redbeard, Primo and Epico, Sarah Logan, No Way Jose, Mike Kyoto, and Joe Henning. Which, by the way, speaking of Mike Canellis, congratulations. He celebrated three years sober. Yeah, good for him, man. Yeah. Very good. I remember he, he had it bad and he got better. Damn it. Congrats to you, buddy. Very good. And despite. And you show up and make something of yourself, damn it. And despite rumors, apparently I, there was a recent interview that he said that no one in WWE paid for his rehab. He, that was all him. I mean, I remember he he went to it almost days after arriving there, so I don't know how that system works. Is there even a system that works? I have no idea. I always thought they sent out that automated message. This person is out acting on their own responsibility. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte Flair, as you guys know, has been MIA for a while now. And I have been keeping up her condition, but I didn't think it was necessi- there was any necessary reason to bring it up right now. But she officially made a statement where she said, my air conditioning is broken and we have a little free time. These tweets may be spaced out for a bit. But we're going to talk time off plastic surgery and boobs. He says the entire world having an opinion and the topic bothers me more than I care to let on. So we're going to discuss it. 
I'm going to save the history of my boobs for a different bedtime story. So picture it, Charlotte, North Carolina, 2018, a young queen shortly after a career-defining WrestleMania victory finds herself sicker than sick at her brother's house. A trip to the doctor tells us likely culprit is silicone poisoning and that my implant had been leaking for quite some time. It was one of the worst cases the doctor had seen. At that time, I had a few options to fix the issue. Each option had a specific recovery time. I love this job more than anything, so I picked the option that allowed me to return the soonest. That was the choice that I made. Fast forward to a few months ago, something felt off, so I went back to the doctor. Same issue again. This time, I'm going with the option that I believe will solve the issue a long time, even though the recovery period is a little longer than I would like. And uh, so apparently... She is going in for some sort of surgery, but then she went on to clarify that she does not have silicone poisoning this time and that it's cosmetic to fix an issue from a prior surgery. And that she'll be back when she's ready, when her body will be rested and the mind still focused on legacy and focused on this job, focused on getting better, always being better. So now you guys know what's up with her timetable there in regards to what happened. She gave more or less a vague impression of what was happening. I know there were a lot of rumors and stuff. Oh, why are they not nowadays? Mm-hmm. Tell me about yeah. it. Hope to see you back soon. Absolutely. And it wouldn't be an episode of Talk Brunch if we didn't have some talks about the speaking out movement. Right? Ooh, it's my, my favorite, favorite segment. <laughs> I've been waiting for this shit all week. I've been waiting for this. So, Austin Theory, there's been a lot of speculation going around. Wrestling Observer reporting that, uh, WWE hasn't answered questions in regards to his status, but that uh, the fact that he hasn't been with Rollins as a disciple was he there tonight? I don't even remember if he was there. He hasn't. He hasn't been there in a while. He wasn't there. Mm. So they were saying that there's there's speculation that because his name was brought out in the alleged sexual assault along with everyone else on the planet, uh, that WWE might have pulled the plug with him. Triple H actually recently spoke to yahoo sports and he didn't speak about uh austin theory specifically but he did speak in general just about the way that the movement is working and he said that you don't ever want to see somebody be in situations that you've heard about in the speaking out movement and they said we've stated that as far as this movement goes individuals are responsible for their own actions but we also have a zero tolerance policy for domestic abuse child abuse sexual assault if someone is arrested for that they're immediately suspended if they're convicted they're immediately terminated there's no leeway or wiggle room that it that is what it is we also have the ability to find suspend or terminate for anything that has evidence of illegal misconduct or what we deem to be enough evidence to have the right to terminate so he is saying there exactly what he should be saying which is the way that it should work but doesn't most of the time he's saying that if people get arrested for any of those allegations that they're suspended and then if they're convicted in a trial then they're completely terminated and that on top of that without that happening if someone presents them evidence without a shadow of a doubt that's them doing this alleged thing, then they'll also take it within their liberty without needing the law to step in to get rid of your ass as well. That means if someone comes to someone like a fucking video of somebody doing sexual assault or somewhere, it's like you can see that it's them. No question. It's not just some tweet or some text. I'd like to think it wouldn't just be that some tweet or some text of somebody saying it, but just something they're saying they'll pull the plug. So they'll go within the legal boundaries as well as a bit out if they have the the evidence in front of them. And I think that that's pretty objective and fair. My, my biggest issue with this has always been that it seems like we don't even do that. You just have to have heard from somebody or the, the, just a victim speaks up in a tweet and text without filing any kind of uh, charges. And it's just like, again, not every case, not, not saying that there aren't cases where things happen, but not every case has that. Not every case can be handled that way. 
at least in my opinion. Yeah, one can't do it. Yeah, one case that can be handled that way, which we've all forgotten about for a while, but it's come back into light. Is good old Alberto El Patron del Rio, El Psycho. Oh <laughs> this case, he gives you everything you need. This motherfucker. You gotta look for it. You see what I mean? You gotta take it on a case by case. You gotta take it on a case by case. Yeah, he looks like the kind of guy we're gonna go after in like a game, right? Like he's on he's on our fucking wanted board. He's definitely on somebody. PW Insider is reporting that uh they haven't brought the charges before a grand jury and he's currently free on $50,000 bond and he's hired a bunch of defense attorneys and that basically he got angry at his ex-girlfriend because she didn't admit to cheating on him when he accused her and then she ran down the stairs after being slapped multiple times and then he caught her running down the stairs forced her to put on a dress and dance for him that was that's, that's like some Jack Nicholson Joker type <laughs> shit right what the fuck? She didn't want to dance. You know the bad part so about she, it is we read the show in the store before. Yeah, she didn't want to dance, so she started crying. So I'm guessing she's dance crying. I feel like I've seen this in a movie, right? Oh, God. It must be in every cycle movie. Oh, and then at that God. point, he threatened to take her son and drop him in the middle of the road somewhere. Did he have any proof she was cheating? Like, that's according, my first question. According to Fox <laughs> Antonio, they said that the sexual assault that followed was horrific. They said that, uh, according to police, they said that, that he tied her hands with boxing straps, put a sock in her mouth and assaulted her for several, several hours using various things. Uh, he punched her in the back and she doesn't remember much after that. We'll have to see. Honestly, that would be awful. We'll have to definitely, I, I mean, Jesus Christ, that is pretty bad. I, we, we do have to see exactly what comes back in evidence. If it was like to that level of, of, uh, abuse, that is nuts. And if they caught him, this will all come out to the surface. It's almost, it's not even with this one. It's more like you almost can't believe how fucking crazy that would be, right? Right. Like, it's not like WWE where I'm like, I know they're a piece of shit. So everything I 100% believe, this is too crazy. See, like you gotta, you, you almost, just for the sake of how evil it sounds, you almost want to believe that it, that it couldn't have been that crazy. Yeah. Like, how do you go from, I think you're cheating on me to put on this dress and dance? What? Yeah, we were afraid for Paige's life every step of the way. I was kind of afraid for Del Rio's life too, not for nothing. I still think to this day, that time that they said they were attacked by some guy that cut up his arms, I think she was that guy. And they just covered up afterwards when they made up because she looks like the kind of person. I don't even know. Uh, Yeah, this is a bit, I mean, it's not to say that when we report on this guy throughout the years that it's been out of the realm of possibility of him being a fucking criminal. I mean, we've played straight-up videos of him acting terrible. Probably somewhere right now calling Triple H a big nose with a, who's a pussy. So there's an example of an allegation, which I digress from my point, but the the, the, the whole... There's, there's an, a, uh, an example of an allegation, you know, where it's like, yeah, that dude's fucked, and they arrested him, and he's a criminal, <laughs> you know, and he's evil and stuff. They might have even came in and she is tied with boxing string and a fucking sock in her mouth. Can you imagine the, 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 the scene? Like, if they caught him dead to rights, this dude is fucked. What could he say? I don't know if that's what happened, but can you imagine? Barely. It's not pretty. I quit the force that day. I'd be like, nope, don't take up to. Yeah, somebody to dance for you. He's like a real crime lord, right? Freaking El Rio. Can't even see Chapo this time. Matt Riddle recently released a statement in regards to his, uh, his sexual allegations. I'm going to let this run before we come to any kind of 
opinion on it. Make this quick. I have never in my entire life sexually assaulted a man, woman, or anybody. And that includes Samantha Tavel, Candy Cartwright. I never sexually assaulted you. The story about that van trip and the driver being asleep and me forcing you to do stuff and hop on, whatever, is a complete lie. It's a fabricated story because you're still mad. You know why you're mad? Because yes, you're right. We had an affair. You have plenty of evidence of that. And you know what? I never denied it because it happened. Do I want to talk about it? Do I really want to share about it? No. It's embarrassing because I feel like a real piece of crap cheating on my wife and doing that and now having to talk about it publicly. But I have to. We had a relationship. We had a fling. I started to get sad and depressed because I was lying to my wife so much to hide what I was doing. I was lying to all my friends because I didn't want anybody to know because it's not something cool. I didn't want to brag about it. I tried to end it. I told my wife about you and us. I tried to end it. I blocked you. I blocked your social media. You then started using messaging apps and you kept coming. I blocked those. You got my new, I got a new number. You got my new number and kept messaging me. You literally got on social media accounts for other companies, kept messaging me until I blocked them. Now you have literally started harassing me, showing up to hotels, harassing my friends. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? At this point, you have to realize if you don't think you're stalking me or harassing me, you're crazy. And if you are at home and you don't think that's harassment, you're crazy. At the end of the day, I'm not perfect. We did have an affair and I'm not happy about that. But I never sexually abused anybody. I never sexually assaulted anybody. And when I wanted to get out of this relationship, out of this situation, she said no, and she kept pursuing me and harassing me and stalking me. And then when she didn't get her way, she used the Speak Out movement to try to ruin my career. Completely unacceptable. That's all I really had to say. That's the story. Everybody have a great day. Take care. Later. All right. Well. Yeah, I mean, he pretty, like, realistically, from what all she's shown, that's all this looks like. <laughs> is she got attached, didn't want it to end, and like it's been seen in the past before, and stuff like this does happen. She decided, okay, you if you're not gonna, if you don't, if I can't have you, nobody else will. So she just wants to try to ruin everything else. I do feel like there's a possibility, and there's no way to tell for sure based on from where we're sitting, but I do feel like there's a possibility that this could be one of the examples of a case that's on. Not a credible case, which is making the actual victims that are coming forward yeah. look bad. It's it's devaluing and diluting the whole purpose of a movement like this. Whether I agree with a movement like this or not, something like this is potentially. And it doesn't mean that it is in this case. You, you all are going to have different opinions. But something like this is potentially an example of someone who was scorned by being the other woman, by being the fling, the mistress. The side chick. And whether or not it is, whether or not you feel that it is or not, the point that I'm making, which goes back to previous conversations I've had with you guys in here, is that th this is just an example of the possibility of it happening. Somebody can be scorned and feel cheated and then use this to do that. And that's sort of what puts holes in it being a perfected system that you can 100% trust to always be accurate in regards to victims uh, being honest. In his case, all of the evidence that she presented, which was 
her own will. She presented by her own will was of her kissing him, them making out together in cars, them having little loving texts and shit together. Like none of the evidence presented had anything but proof of an affair. And unfortunately, we do live in a country where there is something called the burden of proof. And right now, the burden of evidence, rather, right now, I don't really see it in this situation. And we do have plausible deniability, which Matt Riddle has exercised here. And the burden of proof is the, the burden of proof is the only thing that can cancel out someone's plausible deniability. And in this case, we don't have that objectively looking at it based on what was presented here. If we had to make a decision right now, if I had to make a decision right now, I would have to believe him. It's my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. But that's based on the fact that all the evidence that she presented did nothing more than uh, confirm what he's saying about there being a fling. Because it looked like two people having a fling. If anything, her evidence discredited the story a little bit more than if she wouldn't have kept going with a picture here and a picture there. Oh, this is a picture of us together again. This is where we were the same shirt. And it's kind of like, yeah, but they all looked really loving. Those are like definitely not the kind of pictures that you want to present as evidence, compelling evidence in regards to him assaulting you. It just proves that you had an affair. And if anything, the cross-examination, his lawyers, because I'm sure he lawyered up, that's what they're going to do when you take the stand. Their entire fucking stance is going to be, look at these images that you shared where you were with my client and you were having an affair and you were happy. Did you know he was married? Surely you must have known he was married. He's He's famous. So you knew what you were getting into as far as him being a famous person. And, you know, this is, I'm just saying again, this is just what the cross-examination says. Life, folks. This is the way it is going to be. If this was to go to this, and that's the thing. That's the other thing here. This movement sort of should be a stepping platform for the next movement. If someone strongly feels that they've been assaulted or anything, they should go a legal route. And maybe the reason, and not in all cases, because there are people telling the truth, but in some cases, maybe the reason why these people don't go to these trials is because they don't want exactly what I just painted to you to happen. They don't want to have to take a stand and hear some cross-examiner go, aren't these pictures of you and the client together? Weren't you happy? Didn't you know that he was married? Aren't these texts you admitting that you were engaging in a, you know what I mean? It's like the way that they're going to approach this shit is going going to poke the holes in the shit. Exactly. And that's the point that I'm trying to make here. That just because we're observing the reality of the way the law works and the way actual allegations are supposed to be handled does not mean that we're pro-rape. Or, you know what I mean? Or that we, we should just believe, nope. I nor, nor does believe that we should believe the victims just outright. There's a process to this. And it's just strange that we now have this, this strange herd mentality where we no longer as a society even make the decision to handle things with the implemented processes that have, that have been here forever. So I do understand that there's a speaking out. I'm acknowledging that it is there, but I'm also acknowledging the risks of that kind of mentality and just that cult mentality, I hate to put it that way, where uh, we're just going to go. Yeah, be realistic about it. That's what it's turning into. Where it's like these people are oh, due process, if there's even going to be process. It's too easy. We're making it too easy for people to accuse people of stuff without having to actually go through the proper channels. And although you might not always have faith in those proper channels, it's damn sure better than us living in a world where all you have to do is tweet that someone hit you, raped you, or called you a racist word, and everyone else is supposed to take it on your word and then cancel them. You can hate that person. We're talking about celebrities and actors and shit. And yeah, I get it. They're rich, but you're talking about people's careers. Defamation of character used to be something, and that's something I don't really see enough of. When these fucking 
allegations disappear into the either. How come I never see any defamation of character lawsuits against these people? I mean, I hate to say it, but at the same time, when someone calls you out like that, but they're not willing to take legal channels, don't be surprised if you start seeing people, the celebrities on the other side, suing back. You know, and like and like Jaleesa said in the chat, it makes people who actually went through something not want to speak out. Yeah, they make people like that make it bad for make it worse for everybody else. You know, so again, because I know we've been labeled as every type of horrible, toxic, the talk front community is toxic because we're looking at things from both sides. Just because we've never been the community that blindly will go, well, this is we got to we got to believe in everybody and we got to do we got we've never jumped on the positive side without looking at both sides. That's why I've always said I played the middle. But nowadays playing the the middle automatically and again no political affiliation here it's just an observation from the neutral corner when you play the middle in my experience the the radical left the democrats will pin you as a right a republican and a, and a trump lover and a, and a maga person because and i just again just my observation i just find it that the left are more judgmental nowadays of where you stand and what your opinions are you can disagree even a little bit about something without it being that and that's what kind of bothers me about this because the topics don't have anything to do whether or not i believe matt riddle did it doesn't mean that i'm anti anything it doesn't mean i mean I've, we've been called trump lovers for shit like this what in the fuck does he have to do with what i believe about these kind of things it's weird how that happens you know like it's just weird how like how does my affiliation with anyone go into my opinion? And that's sort of what makes people jump to this conclusion that I have an affiliation, which I don't. It's just the fact that you can't be in the middle with certain parties without them thinking you're on the other side. And it nothing, takes effort to figure out how, where we're actually coming from. And we shouldn't be politicizing certain things. I've said that on here before. Masks shouldn't be politicized. The speaking out movement shouldn't be politicized. It shouldn't be that you're left or right based on what you support with these kind of things. It should be on a fucking case-by-case basis. When it comes to the COVID, it should be case by case in regards to the state stance whether or not they deal with masks or how they handle it when it comes to the speaking out this has to this has to be individual speaking out individually not just grouping everybody together like that that's the exact kind of mentality that causes a lot of the weird things that happen in our world happen with segregation and strange things you can't just group everything together like that you got to handle on a case by case basis and I'm, and I know people say it takes courage to come forward and everything, but it certainly doesn't fucking help make things less complicated when hundreds of victims all simultaneously decide to come forward at the same time. I know, I know there are going to be people who say, well, it takes courage and everything. I get that. And you don't know how hard it is to relive it. But all I'm saying, and this is just a statistical observation, not me being heartless, but I'm just saying that from an investigative perspective, it certainly can't be easy when hundreds of people all come forward sometimes decades later about something like this now if you were a detective or a cop or something i bet you really would hope that hundreds of people don't come forward decades later about something to figure out it might not be a lot fucking of backtracking easy. yeah i do it might not be easy it might be really fucking hard but the point being that for us to just go and throw people under the bus the way we're doing it doesn't sit right with me and that doesn't mean i can't be wrong i'm a human we're all human we could be making a mistake. I could be wrong about Matt Riddle. But what I'm saying is I just can't in good consciousness, based on the evidence that I've seen, throw this dude under the bus because of what some woman says with the evidence that she presented. And if it did happen to her and that's all the evidence that she has, my heart goes out to her. But at the same time, just from what I've seen, I see evidence of a relationship, a long term relationship with a married man and it ending shitty. And now. That he's big, which is one of the reasons it came up years later. In my opinion, it looks, 
It may not be, but it looks like now she's trying to fuck him over. Yeah. And it's and not I, just also the length of time you wait. Sometimes it's the timing too. We've talked about this shit on, on, on the show before. A lot of the things has been the timing. The timing of waiting for people to hit it big and then trying to topple them over we, doesn't look good. It looks I mean, like hell, it's a vengeance what, 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 One of the biggest examples, when we talked about the whole Jay Lethal Taylor Hendricks thing, why did she, one, wait two years, and then two, wait until right after he won the world championship? It was crazy. The Jay Lethal thing, that's another one of those situations where it's the way that it happens. That doesn't mean that it's not true, but I'm just saying it looks a little bit rough. You know, it looks a little bit rough. And when I look at the situation with him, he recently responded to his allegations. And he said, uh, it has always been my choice to use silence to keep my dignity, refrain from publicly attacking people I'm not fond of and rely on who I have been as a person to speak for itself. I've also never wanted to use my platform to boost or give attention to any negativity. I do, however, no one realized that some people will sadly take my silence to mean something else. The speaking out movement has given me hope that the industry that I've chosen to give my life to will become a better place. I wanted to stand in support of all those brave enough to share their painful stories. Unfortunately, I was afraid to do... I was afraid to due to the lies that are being said about me. I have never and would never sexually harass, sexually assault, rape, or force myself on anyone. I would never use my status to deny anyone opportunities. Even now, it pains me to know that defending myself might somehow tarnish an important movement and cast doubt on real troubling experiences. This is, again, a situation where we don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, man. I wasn't there. It helps when... And I said it again before, and I'm going to stand by it. It helps when people speak up sooner when shit like that happens, not worrying about losing their job or what's on the line. And it sucks when they wait until a big group like this does it together because it's harder to really know. But again, being the people that we are on, the community that we are, I can't just consciously assume that every case that we hear about everyone, there's two sides to every story. And it's just strange that we live in a world where that logic is discarded. And just me saying that, I get heat. You should just believe the victims. The proof is them coming forward, you idiot, you insensitive, chauvinistic fuck. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just becoming one of those things. You fascist, you. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite one. Cause I'm just like, really? You, you do all that because I asked questions? Because, because it's, because we're going through a reasonable doubt and innocent until proven guilty. Things that our culture was founded on. But since it's a movement, that means everyone was a victim. It's not. It's just like the hashtag Me Too. Yeah, there were people who shitty things happened to that. Harvey Weinstein guy was he was a terrible man. Fucking Bill Cosby. As much as I love the Cosby Show, terrible dude. Can't deny how fucking awful that is. But just not everybody. You know what I mean? Even Enzo, who we didn't like, it was like there was never. How that any, turned any, out? Any Next thing you know, Enzo lost his job for nothing. And you, we ignore. We ignored it. There have been examples of people eventually coming forward and it being the other way around. That Angry Joe shit that happened. He was he was recently accused that he had he shut the woman down. She had to take it all back. It's not unheard of. If you go back and look, when these allegations come up, sometimes the the, the victim is is lying. Believe it or not, people fucking lie. And when they lie, it's come forward and they've apologized and gone away. So I'm just weird. It's just weird to me that it's not in the realm of possibility for that to happen. And I'm just asking you all to just keep in mind. Sometimes victims lie. Sometimes people just want attention and they use a movement to get. That doesn't mean Welcome to reality. But, but you know, we got to be objective and look at evidence and, and do things in an objective way. Matt Riddle's wife actually even put out a statement and she said, uh, this is us. We are the riddles. Are we perfect? No, but we are a force that will always stick together and be strong. Words of recommendation. Don't try to mess with us. 
do we expect everyone to like us? No. And if you don't, that's okay. But don't get in our way. So he has the support of his wife in this, you know? Yeah. Because she left it in the past. Like, it's like, hey, it happened. He cheated, moved on, got better. Like, yeah, it is. His family guy's back. So, good God. Like, 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 the realistic aspect when it comes to this is so far, nothing she's brought forward makes her look that good. Like, <laughs> I kinda gotta be real about it. Right now, it's looking like she's been full of shit. It looked like she just pissed off that he made it and she didn't get along for the ride. And am I going by just a hundred percent that's what it is? No, I'm going by what she's put forward. And what she's also far what she put forward. We've seen happy mad riddle and happy her. You're not happy if somebody's sexually assaulting you. Nope. You can call me whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Guess what? You're also gonna call me realistic. <laughs> Realistically. Doesn't look good for her. And you can see when it comes to what's been going on with him on SmackDown, WWE's seen it that way too. They've seen no reason to halt anything just because she seems to be better. Yeah. Nah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's complicated. And I know we, we, we haven't heard the last of this. Who knows when the hell we're going to actually hear the last of this? <sighs> Who knows? Anyway, let's talk about some fun stuff, huh? Hell yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Oh, they're back and with a bang. They are back. And we're not going to go over the entire card tonight. We can't do entire cards the way we used to. Yeah. There's so much to talk about in the world. We used to sit here for hours and just talk about pay-per-view after pay-per-view. Uh, and we can no longer really do that. But Naito had a match against Evil. Yeah, it's because Evil won the New Japan Cup. And basically turned well wait go to what naito and evil were fighting for oh yeah because they were basically fighting for naito's iwgp heavyweight and intercontinental championships right so before we even go into what happens it's going to show you guys this is the end of the match here so the bullet club comes out or the new version of the bullet club if anyone doesn't follow New Japan, Naito and Evil are both members of LIJ. They're in the stable together. Even though they're having a match with the Uncomfortables. So, the one of the biggest things that happened in this pay-per-view is fucking evil from Los Ingobernables turns on Naito and joins the Bullet Club. Yep, Bullet Club is evil. And before we go any further, this is how you do a turn. Those two have been teammates for years, and it literally out of nowhere. Nobody saw it coming. You ne- they they gotten to the point, and that's why I like what New Japan does with factions. They get them to a point where they've been together so long, the thought doesn't even cross of somebody turning. That's how it was when Gato turned on Naito. So who is- when, when Gato turned on um, Okada. So who is who is in this Bullet Club right now? Like who am I seeing? There's Gato. That looks like Ishimori. Uh, is Taiji Ishimori in the Bullet Club? 
Yeah, he's been in the Bullet Club for a while. He was uh, the new Bone Soldier. <laughs> Who else? Oh, yeah, he's been in the Bullet Club for like a year. I think uh, Tokyo Pimp, he's still there. Yeah. Oh, Takahashi? He's, he's Takahashi? Yeah, still Takahashi. There. Yeah, uh, he's not out there, but I know Fale and G.O.D. are still there. Good Lord. Dude. These were only like a handful of them that came. These weren't even the big ones that came out. Here's my take on it. I really, there were a lot of stables in New Japan over the years. I really, really like Los Ingobernables. I think that that was an excellent was stable and all of those guys had a true chemistry with each other. And I agree with you in the sense that it's always cool to have like these shocking turns and shit. That's what keeps wrestling going. But I can't help but look at it as evil who was had a great relationship with Naito and had this whole stable turn to join like the shittiest incarnation of the bullet club i've ever seen like it's such a shitty incarnation of the bullet club that i venture to say the biggest name in it is evil that's what i almost kind of gathered from this like maybe evil's gonna be running the show since jay white's not here right now but you see what i mean like was it worth yeah. it though? was it worth it for lij to lose this what they had so that he could be so fucking evil with the bullet club with the <laughs> shitty bullet club that i don't even recognize i, I like i, I Ugh. I, I guess the only thing I could think about it if I was thinking of it from Evil's point of view is like with this freaking pellet gun club, I guess what I want to call him. Uh, <laughs> like he'll be the one calling the shots. I mean, when Naito was always pretty much like the head honcho in LIJ. And it's like, I guess with Evil being in the situation, now he would be the head honcho. And you finally be able to step out of that shadow, I guess. But the, but there's no shadow to step out of. It's basically a yeah. shitty bullet club. And the biggest thing about it is the fact that evil turned, you know, and Naito. You know what? This is prob- this goes back to a bad, bad booking problem that happened during the invasion in WWE. We had all of these guys on both sides with all of these backstories and history that needed to be told. And at the end of the day, they managed to make that big of a roster all about The Rock and Austin and a back and forth tug of war with the McMahons. And like in the back when you had all this other shit going on, it doesn't really matter because really it's just the McMahon's having war. That's sort of how I'm looking at it, where it's like really at the end of the day. So it's just going to be a, a feud between Naito and evil. Right. You know what I mean? That's what like, it looks like, like, yeah. What are the rest of them going to do? What are they going to do? Just be there bullet clubbing away? You know, like, yeah, they're going to be every now and then, but this is such a non-presence fucking bullet club for him to join. And it was at the expense of a stable that was better established. And if what you guys are saying in the chat room, somebody said recently they did because there was hardly anybody in the Bullet Club, that's even shittier. I, I mean, but then again, it's like, what are we going to do? Just leave this non-existent thing here? Or are we going to put something there to where it's like just some kind of a presence? I would have gotten rid of it by now. That Bullet Club sucked when they made Jay White. Remember when we were on here, we played the Jay White shit when he first turned and I was like, oh, God, that needed to die. It's not a matter. It's like they're almost trying to fortify the stable for no reason. They want to stabilize. They want to fortify the brand. That's what fucked up the NWO. Remember when the NWO was run by when the NWO White was run by Stevie Ray and Virgil? A lot of you probably oh don't remember that shit. The two top guys of the NWO and WCW was Stevie Ray, Booker T's brother, and Virgil were the two top guys of the of the NWO White. They let that shit sink in for a minute. No disrespect to either guy, but Stevie Ray and Virgil, out of the way we started compared to where we wound up as far as draw, Stevie Ray and Virgil were running the NWO White, oh. and everybody else became, after the finger point of doom, I hate to go back to terrible memory, but after the finger point of doom, yeah, the B team, they didn't call them that, but... I, at least I don't remember. Maybe they did. After the finger yeah, point of doom, did, did. all of the finger point of doom people, which are the ones you'd probably want to follow, were, were, were NWO Wolfpack, essentially, right? Like it was Hogan and then Nash and Hall, you know, and, uh, and it was fucking Scott Steiner and, you know, the, 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 the NWO used to. And then they have fucking Stevie Ray and Virgil on the other side. Is this Stevie Ray and Virgil in Japan? 
Oh, God, I don't know. I'm not even sure if that's where I was going. But no more I don't know. We'll have to see where it goes. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, I can guarantee it's going to be better than anything fucking that place in Connecticut would try. So well, I don't know, man. <laughs> Again, I I think it's going to be cool I mean, storytelling. I mean, they have to do something with Kenta not being around, God not being around. So it's like, oh yeah, we're getting to the Dick Togo stuff. What what's up, Major Tom? Major oh Tom, God, one. we're going to get to the Dick Togo <laughs> stuff. There's more. There's more shit that happens here. Yeah. You know, it is it is yeah. crazy. But yeah, well, you this, part, see what happens, this part, I mean, I really liked Lij, man. You know, like that sucks. I'm gonna miss that stable. I mean, sure, they'll still be and around. Then, yeah, I think that's also one of the things you get. It hurts when you see them turn. It's like, no, I only know if this was meant to be more about. It's kind of funny how we come around at that point. It's like I only know if it was meant to be more, like, oh crap, evil joined the Bullet Club. Of like, oh crap, evil turned on Naito. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of interesting. We've seen in cases. It used to happen a lot with chaos, where the members would battle each other, but would never split. I can't count how many times I watched Okada and Nakamura beat the shit out of each other, but still be boys at the end of the day. Yeah, not here though. It's a rare element in New Japan, which one thing I think that helps their booking. Yeah, I'm gonna share that to you guys that are on iTunes here through the bot, so you can see that little moment that happened. Yeah. Um, what else did we have here? So then after that was night two. Again, we're not getting into all the matches this week. If you request it, we might get into it next week. But night two was now Naito versus Evil, the newly turned e- the newly turned Evil Bullet Club or Bullet Club Evil, all of what you will. I'm going to get this clip up so that you guys could see some of the stuff that happened here. I don't want to spoil. I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want to let you see a little bit before we go into it. Okay, here we go. Sorry. We're doing it live, people. ジャドーそして後ろからダルダーああ石森が石森入ってきたこのボルクラブメンバーコーランコボルクラブメンバーうんどレフェリーはまだいない いやなんだなんだ。この堂々と入ってきやがるな。しかし、全ては アイドルブリッジジュニアチャンピオンが2回目。なんだ、すげえなんだ、最後気持ちいい。気持ちいい。思いは一つ。あ、なんかスピーチャー。あ、これでライト選手立ってほしい。サレフリも立ってきてくれ
This is taking a glance, you can see that their product have more care and more put into it than a BE. Ah, look at that. Playing possum and he has a steel chair. That was lost. Those are the kind of chair shots you will not see in WWE. Holy shit. He got every lap. Wow. Whew. That sucks. Good looking match though. Oh yeah. So uh Evil winds up going over in this match. Mm-hmm. Evil is now IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. Yep, here we go here. Just so you guys can see the finish right there. And Naito has lost his belt. To evil Bobo. and the Bullet Club. Both titles have now been lost to the Bullet Club. And you're right. It would be weird if Evil's not the top guy. Like he's in the Bullet yeah, Club and he has, that, the, he has the titles. That looks like at that point exactly what they set up. Like with everything going on with Jay White, Kenta, and G.O.D. not being here. The inmates in a sense were running the asylum and Evil's the new warden. To think, oh yeah, George, remember, Evil's great. I remember when he was Watanabe. Do you guys remember when he was Watanabe on uh, Ring of Honor? He he, he was to, R, he was ROH's Leon Ruff. I used to watch him whenever they would have a tour and the New Japan guys would, would show up in Ring of Honor. Watanabe was the one guy that they were comfortable letting job. Because they weren't going to let their super guys job like Okada and, and, and freaking uh, Tanahashi. Naka. And Nakamura and all those guys when they come Nakamura. over. Ishii won a TV title during one of those times. We always used to joke about the fact that Watanabe, because he had no gimmick, he was just some regular Watanabe. We always joked about how that guy was the jobber, the one guy that would take the bumps and in, 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 uh, when they would come over. Until he became evil. He became in Los Ingobernables. I believe that's Io Shirai's husband, right? Yep, that's Io's man. That's Io's husband. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Hiromu, yes. man. I'm glad. It's weird because, and that's another thing that pisses me off. It feels like Hiromu just came back from that next shit. And we finally had the whole Los Ingobernables for like a very little period of time before they turned evil for this shit Bullet Club. And the whole purpose of the Bullet Club was it was the foreigners coming to Japan, the Gaijin coming to Japan and fucking with them and stuff. You know, the whole look of them even had that style. When you look at Gallows and Anderson and even AJ Styles and Balor, these foreigners coming in and fuck. It's like, this is ridiculous now. What the hell's that Bullet Club? Evil. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> all that matters is evil's there. That's all I give a shit about. I give uh, a fuck who's there now. I, 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 really, I really think it has to do with the fact that so many of the guys can't be here. I don't know if this was a pre-planned thing. We talked about how Gato planned stuff, what, two years in advance? Like, this had to have been audible. Like Major Tom says, there's all no, there's no way this wasn't audible. It couldn't be more Japanese than the Bullet Club right now. They're more Japanese than Kai and Tai. Oh, Jesus. This is the most Japanese Bullet Club I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, here's a, here's probably our final New Japan clip that we're going to get into, which, uh, Major Tom mentioned this in the chat room already. So here comes the big revelation. And there it's Dick Togo speaking of Kai and Tai. I didn't even mean to do that. But that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> that was I literally awesome. have just swallowed my fucking words because look at that. So wait a minute. 
I just said that they're, that they're more Japanese than 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 Kai and Tai, and the the revelation that the mask guy is a fucking Kai and Tai member. <laughs> Dick Togo's here. What are they gonna do? They're Funaki and Taka also. Hey, fuck, fuck it, it. bring yeah. them all on. Bring them in the Bullet Club. Let's get what's Takamichi no Ko Funaki doing? They they have. To- <laughs> The old the days of the old bullet cup were gone. Where the new bullet cup days? So they have who was in who was in Kai and Tiger? It was Takamichi Noku, Funaki, Dick Togo. I'm missing somebody, right? I can't remember who the other guy oh, was. I'm missing somebody. Oh, fuck. It was one more guy. And I can't Terry remember. Terry Boy, was. wasn't it Terry Boy? I think it was Terry Boy. So we have the four. Fuck. We have one out of three kinds. I fuck it. Bring them all in then. Why not? We have Ishimori in here. We got we got, we got Watanabe. We have Togo. Oh my god. Fucking but I think there was, I think there was one point. That yeah, you see, I got it. I got it. To, Major Tom just said it. Terry Boy. See, I can't. Is he in the Bullet Club too, Togo? Oh, fuck it. Who knows? Fuck I, it, I guess. Right? Put him in. He's helping them. At this point, this is giving that Bullet Club more credibility than it's had in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because at least I know who they are. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I'm, I'm dead, but I man. think. I think the one thing that stands above, and this is bigger than Bullet Club, evil congratulations. Congratulations. That motherfucker busted his ass off and he made it, damn it. Yeah. Congratulations, evil. That motherfucker, he talked about starting from the bottom, remember he had motherfucker started from Watanabe, and now he's here. <laughs> he started from Watanabe, and now he's the leader of the Bullet Club. Hey, that's better than Watanabe. <laughs> Oh man, dude, you have me crying over here over that shit. I mean, I mean, how you think about it? At least there's not thirty people sick over there. Wrestling's not my my. I don't know if there's any company that's doing something. Maybe I'm just a troll at this point, but I just feel like there's no company I can take a hundred percent seriously. And I and I get it. We're living in strange times, but I, I don't know. I'm not feeling anything right now. As much as I like New Japan, like that, this is just silly. Who was going to come out next with a mask? Mr. Yamaguchi. I bet if it wasn't for him being dead, he would have been the, the fucking manager of the new Bullet Club. It's like I said before, at this point, if it's not WWE, I'm okay. I get it. You're just anti-WWE, but I, I'm not going to give anybody it, you, know, you know what it is? It's because even with Bullet, even with Evil in the fucking Bullet Club, I still see more effort put there than anything else I've seen in the E lately. And, that, and at that point, this, literally with the rest of the world, that's all I'm asking for anymore is just put a little bit of effort. These fuckers in Connecticut don't even put even a little bit. And I think that's why I can give everybody a pass. Because at least if it comes out like shit, it came out like shit because the effort was misdirected rather than being non-existent. Yeah. And you know what? To top it off, a few times since they left, they changed the Bullet Club Club's freaking music, which has been really getting on my nerves. And apparently I just got some reports in that they changed it again. Oh, God. Stop. I wish you could have seen the look on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's out there doing this. He does this shit to me every now and then. (laughs) No, matter of fact, remember that time? I can't remember what we think we were were in the middle of watching Raw or something. And somebody mentioned something about Hogan and you started playing the music in the fucking chat. Oh, it was Kofi. I believe Kofi <laughs> was defending. He was either winning or defending the world. Champion. It was during the Kofi main event run. And we were all watching in the, in the freaking chat room. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
It was the greatest thing because every he got this is exactly what happened. So somebody jokingly earlier in the day said, wouldn't it be great? Because apparently Hogan was reportedly coming back to the company. This was right around the time Kofi was champion that somebody was saying, wouldn't it be great if uh, Hogan was the one to run in and help Kofi? So when we all had the chat room open and I know everybody's audio was up during that match, I pressed. No, no, but you did. You, I, I get it. Everybody was like, what the fuck? Oh, I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody somebody in the chat room lost their shit. Somebody was like, no fucking what? <laughs> and then he did it again like a few months later. Hogan's going to come out running for Kofi. <laughs> that is some beautiful storytelling. If, from, from if it was not for the moment that we're in a pandemic, I mm-hmm. swear to God, he'd be able to do it again. He helped his brother. Yo, this shit, it was a fight because it was so unexpected. <laughs> And it fit in so well because if it was like that back then, nobody's listening with headphones in. So you just, oh, yeah, actually, you know, it was mean, but it was funnier than hell. Oh, <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. It was so funny. It's one of the few times we've had to talk about something that happened in the chat room on the show. I just couldn't believe you guys when that shit happened. Like the people literally, your ears perked up like you thought Hogan was coming. I would have been a fucking miracle. <laughs> <laughs> It was so great because you timed it so perfectly, oh and I think God. I think like a light might have got turned up or something too, so that didn't help. Yeah, man. Oh, it was so bad. But it's like, see, another thing: more effort put than I'm seeing lately on the on the weekly shit. I realize I think I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just my 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 sense of like want has gone down so low. But at this point, I'm just asking for effort for for effort. Yeah. Well, like even if it comes out like shit, try. Yeah. <laughs> New Japan, they're doing their thing. I'm I'm at least interested to see what's going to happen, where it's like I'm kind of struggling through Raw. I'm curious about the chemistry of this new Bullet Club, which I don't think it's going to work, but I'm, I'm interested to watch. You want to see if see what they can do. And I'm interested in seeing Dick Togo, I guess, after all this time, you know? Yeah. I mean, hell, it's going to be what, what would change with evil in the role, because he's a different personality than anybody else in the Bullet Club or anybody else that's been in the Bullet Club. If that shit happens one week on New Japan, I swear to God. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. Such a different Bullet Club. And you know, it's funny. I feel I feel for New Japan because AEW took all their Bullet Club guys. Yeah. You know, that, that's, and, and that's, NXT that's took the, the rest of them. When I think of the Bullet Club, like if I think of top people in the Bullet Club, who do I automatically? I think of the Young Bucks, you know. I think of Gallows and Anderson. I think of AJ Styles. Adam I think Cole. of Finn Balor. I think of Adam Cole. I was about to say, I think of Adam Cole. He was a big part of the Bullet Club. Adam Cole really won two of his three world you know championships I mean? in ROH under the Bullet Club. NXT literally, uh, a- NXT and AEW grabbed all the Bullet Club people. The main reasons why Ring of Honor and New Japan, aside from, I mean, they have great talent there, but then to top it off, they even took some of their fucking time. They took Nakamura who's like my favorite New Japan guy and don't even use him properly. That's the whole thing. It's it's kind of, they took the, as far as I'm concerned, the Bullet Club is gone. Finn Balor was the first leader, AJ Styles essentially being the second, Kenny Omega being what, like a a third in a way. You know, Adam Cole was like transitional there. Even Marty Skrull is not really doing anything with that anymore. All of the guys who you consider top Bullet Club guys are everywhere else. And then we just have this wishy-washy Bullet Club. Like, no matter what happens, and this is no disrespect to Evil, do you ever see Evil's Bullet Club being better than Finn Balor's or AJ Styles's or Kenny Omega's Bullet yeah. Club? Uh, but I th- Yeah, I th- definitely not. But I think that's what's helping me cope with it. I'm not expecting it to be. 
but then they shouldn't call it the Bullet Club. I think that the guy should have just done something else that didn't have like a Bullet Club because they're always that's always going to be the bar now. By you making it the Bullet Club, I don't even count fucking Jay White's. Yeah, Jay Jay White's Jay Jay White was Bullet Club GT. (laughs) You know, I don't even count his fucking Bullet Club. Jay White was Black Star Dragon Ball Bullet Club. They should have just. It's the same reason why you don't make somebody in the current era NWO. It's kind of like. It, it's, it's trying to live yeah. in the shadow of something. Just call it something else. There's enough Japanese guys. It has nothing to do with the Bullet Club. What, just because you got this, the, the Tongan guys in there? Call it Shogun Club. Something like that. Shogun's Watt. Yeah. Something else right now. Take Watanabe. Pick two or three of the other guys. I'll get some Uncle Cracker music and be on with it. <laughs> I'm going to say Uncle Cracker music. <laughs> <laughs> I got everything I ever want. No, let's not think about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> X-Factor if you son of a bitch. Don't you do it. <laughs> like an X-Factor? I'll one. never. No. Who's going to be the fucking Justin Credible in that one? Who's going to be Ratfink? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want anything like that. That shitty to happen. I don't want that shit. No. Who's going to be the Albert and the Ratfink? I don't know. Let's put some food that. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to talk about. Uh, we do have to talk. Wow. There's so much time has blasted by. It's dreadful. God. We have to talk about Fighter Fest. Though. We still have a voting poll, guys. Don't forget that. The voting poll's coming up. But we still have to talk about the Great American Bash and Fighter Fest. Um, I can't go into full details here. It's impossible. I'll go with as much as I can with Great American Bash Night 2, starting with the street fight of Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, with the finish being like the two of them. They're fighting on that table that was set up in the corner, which was essentially wobbling in the corner. That was like a Yeah, cool it, was pretty, it was pretty much the old Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon finish thing. Yeah, they're wobbling on the top of that table. And uh, basically... Candace does a jumping, swinging neckbreaker from the top turnbuckle onto the pile of chairs on the ground, which looked <laughs> that really looked rough. like it. That in, in the Indies, that spot was called Miss Candace's Wild Ride. That swinging neckbreaker that she does. I don't know if that's official here, and I don't know if they've ever called it that. Yeah. I honestly don't listen to commentary no, often enough, but I kind of feel no. Like they, 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 I, I've never heard them call it that. Okay, but that used to be her finisher in the Indies, Miss Candace's Wild Ride. Where she does that. It's cool to see her it's, break that out. Yeah, it's not off of the ropes like that. And all that off, off the top like that into the chairs is all extra, but just on the ground, that's her finish. Uh, it looked rough. It looked really crazy. I give them a lot of credit for how that, that, that worked out. Also, the drop kick that Mia gave Candace where she fell backwards through the table, that looked rough. She almost hit the yeah. back of her head. There was a lot of back of her head shit happening during this match. Yeah, I love, uh, I love when she put, uh, the trash can on her, stacked her in the corner, and then she hit a freaking mafia kick first, and then a rolling, uh, cannonball second. Yeah, very solid. Very good looking stuff. They beat the shit out of each other in this match. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a singles match, Tony Nese against Bronson Reed, with Bronson Reed going over with the splash, essentially. Um, You know what, man? Honestly, I found his performance underwhelming next to Tony Nese. Like, I like Tony Nese's throat punch, the springboard moonsault, uh, the whole turning. The the whole point where he turns Nese inside out with a running clothesline, that's more on Nese to make look good and less on Reed. I just didn't really find any of the offense that he used on his side compelling or convincing enough as a big man for me to really care. But again, that's who they're pushing. They don't care about Tony Nese right now. So it is what it is. They don't care about Tony Nese in months. Mm-hmm. You have more Robert Stone bullshit where he tries to cre- recruit uh, Shotzi Blackheart and, he, and they, they wind up accidentally pissing off Killian Dane like he throws his coffee behind him but Killian Dane's there so he ends up getting beat up by him and then they run over his foot with the stupid little Shanti Blackheart toy tank. <laughs> you get a singles match Johnny Gargano against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, Gargano I mean, going over with the final beat. Yeah, it's sad that Swerve is a job guy because he works really good. I always talked about how much I liked him. They're not using him for anything relevant there. I did love the poison Rana Gargano hit Swerve with on the outside. That looked solid. Um, 
they had a video package very cool Io Shirai with like a they had like this cool effect that they were using in her video package versus Tegan Knox. like you hear like a voice sort of uh with like an echoey overlay or uh, was she speaking in Japanese with subtitles just about being the dominant champion I thought that was well done uh, we had six-man tag match with Angle, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze with Rick Maverick and a six-man against uh, Le- the Legado del Fantasma, which is Joaquin Wilde, formerly known as TJ Perkins, with Raul Mendoza and Santos Escobar. And, of course, we have the uh, Los Ingobernables de Escobar, or Los Ingobernables. I was hoping you called that, too. Okay. The Fantasma. Uh, going over here, because these guys were just there for enhancement talent. They're not going to try to tell you the storybook ending with a uh, freaking... Rockstar spot going over, even though they really should do that. Yeah, that's about going over with the Phantom Driver. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Santana Garrett. I remember, wow, what the hell is the fan? Martinez goes over in this, right? Yeah, Fisherman Buster for the win. Right, right. That was pretty much, that's the same move she used in her, uh, in the women's, was it Evolution? Was her debut pay-per-view? But I think she used that actually to go over as well. Or actually, it was the Mae Young Classic that, that was yeah, the Yeah, Mae Young Classic. I was like, no, she was in Evolution. <laughs> Yeah. Then we had the thing that mattered the most, which was the NXT title, North American title, winner take all match, Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. And good golly, Miss Molly, that big son of a bitch did it. After a spirit bomb followed by the big game big bang catastrophe, not only is he winner take all, but Keith Lee joined Big E Langston as now the second African American NXT world champion. I love the entire WWE stance last week when it leaked that we don't run a sloppy shop. We we film multiple endings and you guys will see. Well, you know what I see this week? I see the one that leaked. Exactly. They 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 were full of shit. We all know they were. Like why do that? You run a sloppy because, shop because 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 they have to try to cover their ass and they have to try to be like, oh no, they don't know what they're talking about. <sighs> no, no, hell of a match. Like show stealing. <laughs> Very good. I did like nice Dolph Lundgren impression by Keith Lee when he was in the top rope and he was like, I must break him. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> crazy reversals. I caught that and I had to pause it and laugh. I couldn't. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, these dudes did so much crazy shit to each other. I love, uh, I love seeing somebody actually dodge that pounce on the outside for once, which you don't really ever see. Yeah, and like Lee hit that thing hard. I mean, one of my favorite things, uh, hands down, was um, two of my favorite things actually, the Panama Sunrise on Lee, where you can where it looked like it even caught Morrow off guard that it connected. And then what I love at the very end was um, when Lee hit the spirit bomb. I could tell he had a moment where he almost forgot where he was because he hold he's holding Cole by the arm. And he just starts screaming, and it was the coolest thing because I'm like that fucker yeah. knows he's got it. And yeah, and I know like we could, talked about that last week. Those shots when he comes up behind people is crazy. Those are such that's cool right, shots. That, that is one of my favorite shots of all time. Like because they do it so perfectly, and it's so menacing to see the six foot three, three hundred and forty pound monster just rise up from the ether behind somebody. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah, but and, if, uh, if there was ever a guy who earned champion. it, that yeah, dude earned it. I really like this guy, man. Like I like I like his, yeah. his whole look and his presentation, his attitude. Uh, and the they they'd mentioned really on commentary rough. how rough of a past week it had the fact that uh, his mentor passed away and his grandmother. That sucks. So he had a lot of emotion riding into this match. But that if there was anybody who earned it, that guy earned it. It was kind of funny, and it's, it's unfortunate to put the minor damper on the whole thing. 
I've seen people online talking about some, oh, they're only doing this because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah. It's a six foot three, 340 pound man. What has been nuclear over movement or not? He (laughs) earned (laughs) that. I never caught that. Freaking King Questor said, I think it's funny that WWE allowed Keith Lee's move to be named the BBC. Oh, the no. Big Bang catastrophe. Are you shitting me right no. now, man? What the fuck? No. Kick. Oh, why would you ruin that for me? Oh, God. I feel like he's been sitting on that all week long. Oh, God. I am at a loss for words. <laughs> it's South Park all over again. Rick's at a loss for words, people. God, that's it. Oh my god, but yeah, oh to to, to subvert away from that because holy Jesus. Um what was really cool was what, what I think um happened after the camera started ro- after the camera started rolling, uh Mia Yim came out, uh Dijak came out. Like this guy has earned that probably three or four times over. But it's kind of funny to see him in NXT where Triple H basically somewhat runs the things. I don't know if you've ever heard, it's like when it comes to NXT, it's not the first time they've had an encounter. I think it was way back in 2007. Mm-hmm. He there, there was an angle I did. I think it was, it was probably with Orton. But Keith Lee was one of the security guards that Triple H was throwing around. And it's so cool to see all these years later, he got the Triple H dad picture now. That is very cool. That is awesome. That, is that guy cool earned it, man. Absolutely. And you, can't, I, you, you couldn't have been a nicer person. For sure. So this is Keith Lee post-win. Keith Lee, congratulations. You are now a double champion, the new NXT champion, and still the North American champion. Are you just basking in the glory right now? <laughs> that was such an easy one. I mean, I would love to say yes, but right now I'm in so much pain, it's hard to bask in anything. But the throbbing of my body, my face, my ankle. But in all honesty, God, yeah. This is sweet in so many ways, from the journey to coming here and having such a slow start, stop, start situation, and take it all the way back to when I still got there, and I talked to those four guys, and I said, hey, I'm just trying to decide which championship I'm taking first. It's weird, right? I go and say that to them once, and now here I stand with one I took from them, and the latest edition, history, McKenzie. I'm feeling... Like a historian, I'm feeling historical. How else do you describe this except for magic? I believe Mark Henry said to me that I would bring back, um, forgive me if I misquote him, but I'm fairly certain I was paying attention when he said I would bring back big man magic. Mr. Henry, this one's for you too. But more importantly, McKenzie... My coach, who just passed away just last week, once told me I would be the top. I would be one of the best this industry has seen. Today, he's a prophet. And for me, it doesn't get sweeter than that. Holy shit. Couldn't have happened to a better, to a better person. No, definitely not. That dude worked his ass off. Like, I remember watching him when he and Shane Taylor were security guards 
the security guard gimmick in ROH fighting with War Machine. And then everything he did in Evolve, PWG, anywhere he's ever been. And when he said he was coming to NXT, I was telling people, you've never seen anything like this guy. Yeah, and I remember and him, he, and, him and Shane Taylor, you're right. Yeah, he and he has The two has big guy gimmick in RH. <laughs> the right. one big guy and then the one unfortunately big guy. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's the coolest thing to see somebody the hard work pay off like it did. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you see uh, what the WWE's Performance Center channel as well uh, did for him? Because they showed like, where he basically dedicated uh, the win to his late coach. Oh, yeah. No, I did not see that. Yeah, let me get that in the chat room real quick. Actually, just looking it up while that last video was going. But yeah, I mean, God, the guy earned it. It was like we we've been talking for months how nuclear nuclearly over he was, and like from the it got to a point where I was like, that guy's going to be champion before he leaves NXT. Like it's it's impossible. But I mean, we're talking so much about Lee. First of all, congratulations to Adam Cole. Four hundred and three days he was NXT champion shattered Balor's record. And like I said before last week, joined only four other NXT alumni who had all held championships over 400 days. Yeah. I mean, I told you guys when he first came over that after watching his Ring of Honor world title run that I felt like this was the kind of guy that uh, was going to have a great NXT run. Yeah. The dude's run and he is NXT at this point. It's going to be weird that first time you see him come out and that belt's on around his waist. Holy shit, this is seven minutes, whatever you send me. We definitely can't do seven minutes of it, but we'll check it out. Yeah. You know, do a little bit of it. Oh, this him dedicating the win to his coach, right? Yeah. The man that trained me in this sport, Kelton Brooks, is not in the best health right now. So I've decided to fly back to Texas. It happens to be one of the last times I see him. I'm gonna inform him. This match. This match is for him. He's not just the man that trained me. He's not just the man who educated me so well. When I had nothing and no one, he was all I had. He foresaw this moment. My first day training, actually. I want to make him right. This match is for him. later on so you guys can watch the whole thing on social media yeah it's actually really really good though it's they should of course show the stuff that happened off air with uh mia yim and die jack both coming out and congratulating them definitely well deserves and i mean here's to a fantastic title run here's to what's up uh i don't even know what the hell that name is in the chat room we're gonna call you g we'll call you g exactly we'll show you guys out at the end of this oh yeah all right 
also, yeah, shout out to all you guys in the chat room. I still have a big group here. Don't forget, we're going to be doing voting for the upcoming pay-per-view. Yep. The extreme rules, because we're not giving it some long, complicated-ass name. <laughs> you don't like calling it the, uh... What do they call it? CGI mania. That's what the fuck we're going to call it. You don't like <laughs> calling it the, the freak show? There you go. <laughs> you weren't even going to correct me on that, were you? No, no, not at all. It's the freak show. <laughs> because it was... Because it was probably more effort put to that name than they did. Yeah, for sure. Okay. First, we have to talk about Fighter Fest Night 2. Since this is the Wednesday Night Wars, after all. Can't go into too much detail with matches. You're going to have to help me along with this one, uh, Mr. Dustin. But we start out with uh. the AEW World Tag Team title match. This is uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending against Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, and Mark Quinn, being accompanied by Matt Hardy. Yep, Matty Hayes. Yeah, I mean, it has business as usual, but I believe it was uh, their B-Trick or Buckshot combo. Omega and Paige retained in, God, a hell of a match. So, you know what? It was a good match. I did enjoy it. I I don't want to be too focused on outcomes, which I've been doing a lot lately, but I just can't help but feel like, and I don't know what else I expected, but all of that push that they were getting, like being the underlings, like not really the underlings, but the understudies of Matt Hardy and, uh, you know, them being up and comers and shit like this it just felt like it led to them at the end of the day exactly what you would expect like you're fighting kenny omega and adam page you know like they're gonna win yeah i mean they, that's a real <sighs> op team not for nothing not that i don't like them or yeah. whatever but i thought the whole point of that team was as much as i didn't like it to eventually have kenny omega and adam page feud and if that is the point then they're taking too long to get there because you have two really op guys in the team together and they're fucking people up even when they're not agreeing. They strike me lately as that kind of team where when the bell rings, the issues go out the window. Like they'll like, it's almost like that. We can argue, like we can beat each other up, but nobody else can kind of mentality, which is fine being that they never even emphasize what the hell the issues were in the first place. So no one's worried about it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's just weird. Like I said, a weird chemistry day. I don't know what else I would have expected from these teams. I mean, you you need a definitive winner, but I just kind of hoped that there was going to be more to it, you know? Yeah, yeah I can respect that. There was a good match and everything. And obviously, I get it. Private party, the whole emphasis here is that they're still young guys and they're still learning and shit. Um, but I would like to see some more with them, you know? Like, I really want to yeah. see more stuff. And it's nothing against Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Like, I think that's great and everything. But really, I think these guys would look good fighting with the Bucks and with the uh, FTR guys and all these other established teams uh, that, are, that are more team, more tag team than Omega and all. Uh, page if you will you know what i mean yeah yeah i think that's definitely what's coming down the line this almost felt as a case of like let's see what happens when they roll up with basically i mean the best tag team in this company right now and then we work from there i guess right which i'm fine with i'm co- totally yeah. fine with that i mean it's kind of, really you, like sometimes you gotta test the waters see what happens when the lights are on bright and then you work from there so yeah and they still do have years so i'm not really against that. i'm just really oh, yeah. to see more with those dudes you know like i've seen yeah. the Kenny and which i think page. we definitely will there's, there's no way they can at this point yeah definitely so next we had a singles match lance archer being accompanied by jake roberts against joey janela being accompanied by sunny kiss uh okay and archer as usual goes over with the uh the, I, I still just call it the fucking EBD that everybody does. They call it the blackout, though, right? Yeah, they call it the blackout. We put him through a table, man. <laughs> that was fucked. That was a bad-looking finish there. I like uh, 
I know there's been some nasty shit said about him recently. I like Sunny Kiss, man. Like I, Sunny like, Kiss I, is so fun. Yeah, I, I it's enjoy so cool. Like, I enjoy the personality and the character of Sunny Kiss. I like the I enjoy the adventures too. That with the Joey Janela getting in the car and them going on adventures. Those two make a good team. You know, like I, I like I like everything about the entire Sunny yeah. Kiss thing. I, I know people recently made some some anti uh, homosexual comments right. in regards to him being put in like a a big title scene picture. Yeah, that's because he's challenging Cody for the TNT title. Like, that, can you guys just watch the match and shut the fuck up? Like, not only just that, but I almost wish that people with that attitude weren't able to watch the match because that's a yeah. shit attitude to have. Like, don't be homophobic, man. Like, you know, we. I've always said here, and I've always been open about who I am. Like, I, I've. There are different issues, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. I've always said I don't one hundred percent agree with everything, as far as uh sexes go in regards to there being men being men and women being women you know i feel science and my philosophies about that are conflicted that being said i would never hate or have derogatory issues turn turn towards somebody who is trans uh just because i don't uh from a scientific perspective necessarily agree with the terminologies that doesn't make me have hate that being said um because of that i've been called homophobic which is weird because to the contrary like there's nothing i mean if someone's homosexual so what whether it's a man or a woman it's fine and it's really stupid that someone as talented as sunny kiss that's able to do so much so athletic great on the mic great great personality (laughs) stasis kills me fans love it you know they thought that she completely threw me off with that you know thinks that he doesn't deserve the spot when he does great character and yeah, yeah Stacey said when I was when I was telling her about Sunny getting arrested, she thought I meant Sunny Kiss. And I was like, really? With those charges? <laughs> With those fucking charges? Come on. Sunny oh, Kiss can drive. God. Yeah. You know? Sunny be whipping. Okay, next we had an eight-man tag match with FTR and the Young Bucks going up against the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade. And the finish to this match after an accidental super kick um, from Matt. The Lucha Brothers, Butcher and the Blade, get the win. And who did Matt Super kick? They accidentally kicked the FTR guys, right? Yeah, he, he accidentally kicked um Dax. I don't know how Which you managed to keep up I, with, I, I, with I'm, those I'm, names. I'm still trying. I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely getting them, but I'm like, it's oh, too late for me. Like, yeah. It's too late for me. Yeah. Unless one of yeah. them completely changes his look, I'm not, never going to remember the, ga- the the cash from the Dax guy. Yeah, see, that's the part. Sometimes I have to, I because I sometimes I can only kind of link the names up, and I was like, I had to struggle with that one. I'll get better with it, but yeah, yeah I mean, the spot of this fucking match, Phoenix goes over the ropes, catches. I believe it was Max. I mean, maybe it was um, it was Matt, a Canadian destroyer to the outside on everybody. Yeah, tell you something about these nice. Lucha Brothers right now, right? To hell with any problems P. Williams has with that when people use his move. They hit that move, both of them, in the craziest positions. One would almost say they have Cero Fero or Cero Exactly. Fucking Cero Mero, zero fucking fear, because you have to have no fear to decide to say, hey, there's like six guys on the outside. Okay, there's this one guy here. I'm going to give him a Lucha Destroyer to the fucking outside and see what happens. <laughs> That is a lack of fear and a level of creativity on an insane level. <laughs> it really is. It really it's is. It's the damnedest thing. And people wonder why this is my favorite tag team. Because they are nuts. Yeah, man. It's a safety hazard wrestling those two. <laughs> they are really out there. 
Definitely glad for this. And of course, this was to set up that match that everyone's been waiting for, the dream match of the Young Bucks against FTR. We've been waiting since they were in NXT for this, right? Yeah. But before we get that, I believe this week we'll be getting the Lucha Brothers versus FTR. That's also going to be exciting. That's gonna, That's the dream match we never knew we wanted. I never even thought about that. That could be nasty. We have, we have, flips, flip, have no flips, just fists versus freaking mask assassins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, be still my being hard. Tune into that. <laughs> So then we get the uh, two-on-one handicap match. Nyla Rose against Kenzie Page and Kylan King. And Nyla Rose, of course, as usual, business as well, business as usual, beast bomb for the win. Yeah, but Nyla came with an announcement. Did she? I stopped paying attention. Yeah. Uh, Nyla basically has announced she has a manager. Oh, like right. She, she's going to announce who the manager is, but she's not going to tell us who it is. That's the fucking announcement you made. So she didn't announce right. That's I knew it. And that's how bad it was that I didn't even think that was I, like, I, I, Yeah, that's I, right. I just trying to hype it up Because I remember I was going <laughs> to joke with you and tell you that I figured out who it is. You know who it is? Oh, God. Who is it? Think about it. It's Robert fucking this guy. Robert. Oh, Rob Stone. <laughs> Rob, Robert Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking when I first heard that fucking announcement. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Stone. Oh, you are terrible. I thought there was a real announcement. I have a manager, but I'm not going to reveal who it is. I know. Oh, my God. I had to hype it up somehow. I had to hype it up as much as she tried to. It was such a non-announcement that I thought I didn't know. I thought I didn't pay attention to something that I did. I just, I, I was guilty before proving it. I was like, sorry, I didn't pay attention. I just didn't. Didn't give a fuck. <laughs> What a shitty announcement. Watch it be Robert Stone. Do they have their own version of Robert Stone out there they could use? Nah. nah. <laughs> Robert Stone's supposed to be Tony Khan, so I mean... Maybe That's I come right. Up I forgot. Tony, Tony I totally Khan's forgot that that was supposed to be Tony Khan. Even though yeah, they deny and, it. And, and, and as usual, with their, joke, with their jokes and jabs, they're failing. Yeah, we'll get back to them. We'll get back. That's why we got to rush through this. Next, we get the six-man tag match, Cocoban and the Dark Order, which is just weird, which is Brody Lee and Stu Grayson. They have Alex Reynolds and Evil Uno and Five and John Silver and Ten and all the other guys accompanying them at ringside. May as well have them all fucking fight in the match against uh, SCU, Daniels, Kaz, and Scorpio Sky. Yeah, and of course, the Dark Order, always as usual, figuring the way they've been going over. It seems like they're letting Colt get the pins a lot, too, so. Which I believe it was um, Brody caught Daniels with uh, the discus clothes on and then literally just told Colt, get the pin. And I was like, oh, okay. It's to a point where it's like, stop teasing, though. You know what's so weird? I don't even know if they're teasing anymore. Because first it was Daniels that was going to be the Dark Order and then he wasn't. Then they did this. You know, it's kind of like, just stop teasing. It it, it seems like they're almost got a point where it's like they're, point, they're putting the feelers out and see who accepts it. If, who, if they don't accept it, they get the shit kicked out of them. But Colts just seem to kind of just go along with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the idea. Colt Cabana, comedy character. Stop trying to mess up. They did that with Eric Young with the <laughs> shitty, uh, that shitty stable in NXT. Stop trying to make our comedy guys be part of these dark fucking things. Well, I mean, he was crazy before he left TNA. So it literally has dark in the name. Yeah, he became, but he was a way better man. He took somebody's leg. Yeah, that was like a. <laughs> I remember that shit. Man, I was so. I popped so hard. For, I showed people who didn't even know about wrestling. I was like, yo, you have to see this dude. The way he took his leg and he went up the ramp laughing. Going, ha, 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 like an evil laugh, take his leg. <laughs> he choked him out with his own leg. 
That's some I next know. level shit right there. Okay. The week that that we don't even do. Let me tell you guys something. We don't do impact very often when it comes to graphics on here. Go back and look at the week that that happened. That's the graphic. The graphic is him is him choking the guy with his leg. There was nothing better that week. There was nothing better that week to talk about. I was like, I couldn't believe that. That was the best shit ever. Got your leg. <laughs> For the episode title too. Wait, no, back then there weren't episode titles. It was just that week. Yeah, I think we. I don't remember. I have no idea. Okay, so next up we have Chris Jericho being accompanied by his fellow Inner Circle members Ortiz and Santana against Orange Cassidy. I believe this is the main event, right? This is the headliner. Fantastic. Before I even get to the finish, and I have to do it, fantastic match. This match is exactly what makes pro wrestling great. I know there's mixed opinions on this for me. But that Judas effect ruins everything. This is the second time in his career that Jericho's had a finisher that he tried to get over that just didn't fit his wrestling. The first was the skull crushing finale. If anyone's watched during 2000, 2001 era, that's what he used to use. That's actually what he used the first time to win the WCW championship from The Rock. Stephanie threw a chair in the ring to strike them. He hit him with the skull crusher. It doesn't work. It worked for The Miz. It doesn't work for Jericho. I feel like the Judas effect is even worse. So the finish essentially is, uh, Cassidy goes for the Superman punch and then he Judas affects him out of it. It's the best way that I can describe it. Yeah. Uh, it was cool because it's sudden, but compared to all the other shit that they were hitting each other with, um, it just, I just felt it was anticlimactic when there was just so many different things. I, there was even that sequence where, uh, he hits him in the face with the orange juice and then the baseball bat followed by the code breaker and he even kicks out of that shit. You know what I mean? I credit yeah, yeah. to Audrey Edwards for, uh, for being willing to slide straight into orange juice to make sure she gets that solid fucking three count. Yeah, she was fucking awesome. The whole, this match, there was so much drama. Everything contributed. And there's a small thing, but it popped me just because I didn't expect it to happen. And, and again, wrestling's not about the move so much as it's about the storytelling. And I just didn't see this shit coming. So these guys have killed each other. They've done dives. They fought on the outside. Every spot you can imagine that you've seen them ever do. I don't want to go into the detail, but it was all there. Cassidy's in the ring. Jericho's staggering. Cassidy looks like he's blown up just from the battle. And I just can't believe that the next spot he goes into, how far we are into this match, and the next spot he goes into are those little kicks. Like the little <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you're fucking with me right now, bro. Like with everything that I just seen, the war that you two went to, I didn't know what he was gonna and go this for. Goes I'm, like, for the- I'm at the edge of my seat thinking, what is he setting up? Like, what's this? And he fucking of all the time, because it's like I've seen him do the spot before, and I'm used to. It, but I just never imagined at that point that fatigue and shit. Everybody looks grueling. He was and like the, pow, the cool thing was the last shot though. It was a hard kick though. Like, so it was like he did the little kicks, but then the last one was like a legit super kick. It was just cool that that was brought in there. You know, lots of interesting stuff with these guys, man. Lots of interesting shit. Oh, Jericho God. tweeted on. He said, honestly, this is one of the best matches I've had in my 30 year career. I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, Jericho you know. has. So you hear that, Cornette? Jericho has fun working with Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know me. The only reason I ever enjoy the Judas effect is because, I mean, being an MMA fan, it's the see the way that one was set up. It's the suddenness and the fact that it's literally hitting. There's a nerve on the there's a pressure point on the side of your jaw. When you hit it, it hits a nerve in the back of your head and just lights out. And when you hit a sudden one like they did in this match, it capitalizes on it. I hate it when he sets it up. Yeah, me too. That's when I, that, 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 that's what it ruins it for me because it's like what makes the spinning back feel so cool is you don't is what the spinning back elbow so cool is you don't see it coming until it's already hit you. Yeah. 
So, so uh, kind of, I, I could definitely understand the problem with the move, though, for sure. But yeah. So once again, we have the problem with social media, and I hate to go from this, but this should be a time where we're happy. You know, Wednesday, you have these two great shows. We just talked about great NXT, great AEW. They had problems, but you have these two great main events. On one half, one show ended with Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. The other show ended with Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. These were both considered big uh, events. And it split the viewership where it's like, it just feels like there's animosity that used to not be there. And a lot of wrestlers, a lot of old school people are talking about this. On the internet, there's like this animosity now where it's it's just strange to see in wrestling. It's almost reaching, if anybody's into sports, it's almost reaching like that kind of shit. Like almost like Mets versus Yankees type shit. Where people are literally getting, they're, they're, they're like saying derogatory, slanderous shit to each other. Like hateful stuff to one another depending on what show they preferred because people are wiring it down to the main event and the numbers during the main event. Keep in mind that they didn't show commercials. USA did this intentionally. They didn't show commercials. They had 922,000 views. Orange Cassidy and Jericho had 675,000 views. But we spoke last week about the way these demographics work. 362,000 of AEW's views we're in the 18 to 49 demographic, whereas 355,000 of NXT's views out of the 900,000 were in that 18 to 49 demographic. And remember, we talked about those are the only numbers that the networks talk about. So at the end of the day, even though the bigger numbers, 922 being uh, the NXT versus 675 on the main event for AEW, the 18 to 49 demographic wins because AEW had 362,000 to 355,000 of NXT's. So the problem being now, and what makes it more unfortunate, is that Tony Khan, Jericho, a lot of people on both sides are being vocal on social media, saying the, t- the things I explained to you guys. Like Tony Khan is saying what you would expect him to say, that, yeah, they might have won with the 922,000 versus 675, but in the 18 to 49 demographic, we beat them six, 362 to 355, and that's the only demographic that matters. And in saying that, he got heat. Because there are people who are under that age, under the age of 18, and people that are over the age of 50 that are wrestling fans. And even though from a a technical standpoint, what he's saying is statistically correct, they felt offended that it was like, you're basically saying that we don't matter. Which is what I was fucking saying last week was going to happen if people use that perspective. And it's essentially what wound up happening because people are upset about that. So I just wanted to point out, we're going to get more into the ratings in a little bit. But at the main event, the main event already started causing people to get nitpicky and shit like that. You know, which everyone's angry and pissed off. A um, couple of things I wanted to talk to you guys also that happened between matches. We had Big Swall had a bit of an incident because Big Swall always has incidents. Right. So what in the world is going on? What What are you doing here? Like you're waiting for me. What's going on? I, I am waiting for you, Big Swall. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately, you are not being allowed in the building tonight for Fighter Fest. <laughs> I'm not in allowed. Wait a minute. What, what do you mean? Swole. I'm not allowed. So we take your conduct very seriously. So unfortunately, you've been served. Give me this. The hell is this? It's all in the letter. Take a moment to read it. Hold up. Now, I, the, <laughs> what? S- s- oh, oh, oh. I, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I I know who did this. I know this ain't nothing but that trick. Brittany Basura Baker. <laughs> she you know called what? her a trick. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. But you know what? You, you could have called me for this. You ever heard of a fax machine? Snail mail? Something? Three and a 
hours. I drove three and a half hours just so you can tell me that I'm not supposed to be up in there. Okay. Let me tell you something about black folk right now, all right? She gonna fire me. She gonna suspend me. Call me at my house, all right? Black folk don't like driving that long. So after that, I don't have the clip of that, but after that, uh, she manages to get a hold of a uh, freaking Brit. She comes in disguise and I don't know oh, what yeah. this was the some shittiest. I wish I would have had the footage, but it was the shittiest selling because she throws something at uh, Rebby or Rebel and it winds up bouncing off of her and it doesn't even hit Brit. Brit's selling the freaking broken nose. It bounced on Reba. Reba. I don't know why I keep getting that name. Yeah. That's her that's really her name here, you know. At this point that's her fucking name. So then after Wednesday ended, freaking uh Brit tweeted out and she basically said uh that her that her heart's broken in two households. Like like basically her heart's broken for two reasons. I guess implying, you know, the Adam Cole thing, you know, cuz her husband has lost his titles as well. Yeah. Oh, it is unbelievable. The other thing we had was Taz introducing a title an right? old friend a very special title bring that up on the screen for anybody who didn't see it i couldn't believe this thing showed up all right we do understand that you have a big announcement for us here and uh, what's this well, all about this is what this is about tony shivani i'm really glad you're here because you have been part of so many iconic moments in the wrestling industry and this will be one of those iconic moments. As you know, and everybody knows, tonight, here at Fighter Fest, what was supposed to happen was the AEW World Champion, John Moxley, was supposed to defend his title against the machine. Now, next week, as we know, that will happen, and Brian Cage, the machine, will be crowned the new AEW World Champion. But that's what brings me to this what's in my hands what's in my hands tony is something that i created decades ago what's in my hands is something that basically is my full body of work what's in my hands was created with my blood my sweat my tears what's in my hands is the ftw world championship So, this is a championship that no promotion has ever recognized, but wrestling fans worldwide, Tony, wrestling fans worldwide, they recognize the respect for the man who holds this championship, because the man who holds this championship is the baddest son of a bitch in wrestling, and that man is no longer uncrowned and that man is not gonna go into fight for the fallen without a championship because that man is the machine brian cage brian cage you are no longer uncrowned my man you are the ftw champion wow tony shivani Tony Schiavone, what you're looking at here with the FTW Championship is some renegade shit, brother. That's what that is. That's some renegade shit. And who better, who better than the machine Brian Cage to go with the fight for the fallen with some momentum? Hey, Mox, your ass is done, buddy. Who better than the machine? 
JR Excalibur, how about that? The FTW Championship comes to AEW and comes. Yeah, so that's an old school championship from ECW. Yeah, and probably the one of the coolest backstories for a championship that was at a time when uh I believe Shane Douglas was champion and he refused to give Taz a world title shot. So Taz basically created the FTW championship and was really like, if you're not going to make, if you're not going to give me a title shot, I'm just going to name myself champion. Yeah. So it's from an old ECW angle. And according to PW Insider, they said that uh, Taz owned the belt after it was made in 1998 and uh, he can do whatever he wants, but he holds the copyright to the actual design of the belt. Uh, and it was never owned by ECW and WWE doesn't own it. So that's why we have that, which is very, very cool. Cool to see it again. Yeah. But one thing that a lot of you don't realize is that's not the only thing. Taz is a very old school guy. And that's not the only thing that he brought back. As you can see here, Taz had other oh, plans. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Taz is also <laughs> bringing back a very important thing. The N64. He sent me the 64 bit graphics. Oh God, he sent me that shit last week. I was like, you motherfucker. 64-bit graphics, Tony. Oh, God. It's, you know what's so upsetting about this? Why is it fitness saying it's so perfect? <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes me so bad about that picture. Whoever you are who did this shit. Bless your heart, you. whoever did this shit. 64-bit graphics. Well, it's his hands, Rick. I don't understand. It looks it it looks like the way it bends around his hands. It looks like he just squeezed you know, like when you squeeze the box a little too hard, and you start pushing it in. Yeah, I like how your boy. All I'm there. saying, what's his name? Fucking cross um, cage. cage. Don't you do that? <laughs> I like how he's looking at like, yeah, I remember playing that. Oh my god, we have the artwork. We're bringing back the N64. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I, I had to do that. It was too funny. Now, you know what the funny thing is? When you sent me that earlier, I was slick hoping that when we got to AEW this week, that that was going to come up. Good, but I'd forgotten gonna, about it. It's going to be a way later show than I wanted to, but we would oh. have shit to do. Anyway, Fight for the Fallen is this Wednesday, guys, which is going to have the Elite versus Jurassic Express FTR against the Lucha Bros, as Destin mentioned before, the AEW TNT titles underlying Cody Rhodes against a mystery opponent. The AEW world title, John Moxley, finally defending against Brian Cage. So tune in for that. That being said, AEW Dynamite brought in 715,000 viewers. NXT brought in 759,000 viewers, beating them once again in viewers. But once again, we go into that 18 to 49 demographic thing, which I'm probably torturing you guys with. Uh so look, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we still have a poll to do. And this is like a nightmare. I'm going to be honest. It's a nightmare. I have all this, this much shit, but I'm trying to get everything out of the way. But there's been an uproar in regards to the rating because Tony Khan, uh, he basically said that, uh, well, first of all, there's a lot of issues here. Tony Khan and Jericho were being smug on Twitter about the fact that WWE stole the eye for an eye thing because Jericho tweeted out, um, the February 20th graphic and said, you're welcome which the graphic was that old eye for an eye match. And then Tony Khan did an animated gift from Spider-Man with Norman Osborn, where uh, he says, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. You know, so the two of them are kind of just playing at the fact that WWE stole their idea. 
Uh, Sports Illustrated reached out to Triple H in regards to what's happening with the programming. And he was quoted as basically saying that it absolutely is part of healthy competition to have uh, counter programming. And that anyone who thinks it isn't, to a degree, is being naive to the situation. And that back in the day when Class of Champions was, was counter programming to WWE's WrestleMania in 1988, at some point it can't drive your booking decisions. And he said, obviously, there are counter programming decisions, but he can't tell you exactly how this came about. And almost all of the storylines were headed where they are now and that there was a gap timing wise between the in your house and what will become the SummerSlam takeover and he needed a halfway point and a build and this was the halfway point so it doesn't change the decision making process he doesn't counter book he books what's right for NXT I kind of feel like that he tap dance around the question because he's yeah that might be where the storylines were headed but you calling it the great American bash and making it a two night event when the guy what a f- when, a when you basically you basically took the guy who's running the other company's father's pay-per-view and at the last minute you put it up against his pay-per-view that had been planned as two nights for months you know what i mean like the fighter fest thing is something they've been wanting to do and they've had planned for these dates for a very very long time this american that uh, great america bash was set up that Saturday i don't even before. remember it being set up i just remember suddenly watching the great american bash it was just there you know what i mean that shit is counter-programming. And, and then that, the that, that, that was, announcement was made like over the weekend. You're, you're <laughs> definitely taking jabs. And they recently retook Cody's name. Like they re-signed and got their trademark for Cody Rhodes. And all he put in his, in his tweet was, you know, it's all business. I don't take it personal. He understands that there's value in the Rhodes name. And it's a company and they're going to do things like that. But I just can't help but feel like he's taking it with better grace than a lot of people. Because I felt like that being the Great American Bash against his against his show, it kind of sucks. Because, you know, he he's proud of the Great American Bash. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that must be a conflict. Uh, that's that's, that's his dad's creation. You know, and even the SmackDown that we have to talk about, where they did the fucking karaoke and then oh. Naomi was singing Common Man. You know what I mean? Like the Dusty Rose. That's definitely, and we've heard from an inside source that the Chiefs brought up that an inside source confirmed that they did do that for the reason why we're talking. It's not just like we saw it and we're, we're picking at that. We've heard from people on the inside anonymously that came out to the Sheets and said, yeah, when they did that shit, it was, it was, it was a jab at Cody. Whether or not you, you could take it with a grain of salt. I'm just saying that. That's what was being said. It was like, it's kind of like them waving it in his face that they have these things that he wants. Cause he would like that music, obviously, with his father's. Obviously, he's emotional about that shit. So, like I said, I just find it, and, and, and all it paid off was in a shit segment, you know? But yeah, Khan tweeted out, like I said before, I digress. Khan tweeted out, we gotta get Taz off the screen, good God. Tom tweeted out, tweeted out, basically letting fans know that, uh, AEW was ranked top seven shows. And he said, if any, if anyone thinks I consider being a top seven show on cable is anything but a huge win, they're incorrect. A win in a demo is a win in the business. And this is the business. I know the industry wasn't talking about the demo as much 20 years ago, but it's what drives our revenue today. So from a technical standpoint, he's once again correct. You know, Jericho also said, uh, you know, stoked to say that AEW won the ratings demo war again last night. You're welcome. So. You know, like Jericho's also pushing that narrative. But the point that a lot of people are making is that at one point AEW was winning the demographic and they were winning the numbers. And that however you want to put a spin on it, you have now stopped winning the full majority numbers, but are still winning the demographic. There's definitely been a decline of interest in your product. And that doesn't mean we don't like it, but it's something you need to look at objectively, not just say technically we won. You know what I mean? And, uh, you yeah, know, we're not technical. You want to win. He's, and Tony Khan said that he's obsessed with winning the demo, but his relative performance in the demo versus all programming is the most important thing. It's like you want to pass for more yards than the opposing quarterback. It's fun and easy thing to track, but winning the game is what matters the most by far. 
So again, they're, they're spinning that narrative, which again, I've been getting annoyed watching people go back and forth. And at the end of the day, guys, that shit matters to them. I get it. We're fans and we're here doing this as a job. If I wasn't doing this with Destin, I wouldn't think about this when I watch this week to week. You should just enjoy the product. But that shit matters to them. It shouldn't matter to you. And I see a lot of you getting vicious with each other on social media. You know, right. using racist, using using racist and, and 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 homophobic derogatory comments against each other in anger of the people who are NXT versus AEW. The 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 Monday Night Wars were never like this, man. I don't remember having friends that liked another product or people I knew and us legit having hate because they like Nitro and I like Raw. Like that's fucked up. You should just be happy that we're having like all of this, which is what a lot of people are trying to point out. Like, stop getting into the fucking viewership and stuff. You know, I'm sitting here like I'm glad that I don't have raw every day of the week. I'm glad that I at least have something good on Wednesday. Like this, he like Niall. Niall's like, you know, you never cared about the range. You just watch like if yeah, you so enjoy it. I happen to enjoy both shows. And I like Jericho. He shouldn't be on here with fans. Like I see him putting a first of all, the numbers are wrong. When someone put out some numbers, first of all, numbers are wrong. Secondly, we won the quarter hour demo. Sorry, Skippy. Try again next time. Like they're addressing each and one of these individual fans, you know, in, in speculation, you know. And then Kevin Nash chimes in and he puts, I thought the object was to be the highest paid. So how does this viewing number thing work? Crazy. 30 years in the business and I'm still learning. Yeah. Because Nash, uh, Nash's point, he didn't ever think about who's demographic. That motherfucker was there to make money. And you know what? He made probably more of it than almost anybody, you know? And we got the rest, which I get it. Jericho and all these, and all these people, they're more involved in the, in the day to day business. It's not, they're not just the wrestlers there. They're part of the creative almost, you know? Um, your boy Dax Hardwood, whichever the one, the fuck that one is. He tweeted out and he said, guys, if you're burying one company over the other, you're completely missing the fun. I watched both shows from last night and we are lucky as fans to get the wrestling we get. In 1997, I loved it. The Hart Foundation, I loved the NWO. I hope you guys can do the same. And that's the thing, man. Like, yeah, we can observe this, but and we even talk about it the way Destiny, the when you guys are mad because one guy chooses the other or, or people have gotten mad at me for choosing one over the other. When it's like I've never stuck into one thing. Every week I tell you what I think overall. But I don't like shit on one thing over the other just just because like brand loyalty that doesn't it's not smart nowadays to have brand loyalty. Enjoy everything. And then you could say one's better than the other week to week, but never just hop on something's dick like that where it's like, oh, you're AEW all the way. Fuck WWW. It's just unhealthy. And, and like there's more shit to worry about in life than that, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird when I see people in the world. And I don't know if it's my age talking or whatever. I just weird when I see people so fucking aggressive over that. Like, AEW and NXT aren't paying us. Shit, for what Destin and I are doing takes a lot of, uh, a lot of effort. And even at the level we're doing it, we don't take it that personally. If people who are just tweeting and they're going about their day, you know, just, just let it be, man. Like, for God's sakes. And I even kind of feel like, I hate to say, but I feel like Jericho and a lot of the other people that are tweeting, they're kind of encouraging this argument. By going back and yeah. forth about this fucking demo thing, which doesn't matter. You know? Wednesday night wins. That's the only win that matters to me. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I've been mad. I've been hard on NXT and I've been like, oh, they're still goofy. And sometimes AEW does yeah. things I don't agree. But I enjoy both products enough. They both put on great main events. I'm happy that Orange Cassidy and Jericho got a great main event that will be talked about forever. I'm happy that Keith Lee made history and him and Adam Cole had a great match. I think everybody did good. And this whole thing about what demographic you're in and whether your rating matters or let the corporation sort that shit. You know what? You could support these guys with other things too. You can buy shirts. You could buy other products or things from you could pay for your, pay for fight TV. If you love AEW that much and watch the commercial free version, pay for the WWE network. If you love NXT that much, you could show your support through other ways besides anger. Even do what I used to do sometimes when it came tomorrow, um, on social media after a takeover, tweet out to him, DM him, show him support. 
Yeah, but this Tweet, whole thing where people Adam are getting be like, hey, congrats personal, on 403 days, something like that. Yeah, but this whole thing where people are getting personally pissed, it's being handled like everything in the internet. It's being handled like the more serious political things, like the COVID, like the racism, like the like the speaking out. Everyone just can't have civil discourse. And that's been always my point. You guys aren't going to agree with everything I say, but we could civilly disagree without it having to go to some of the places that it's gone. And I would say even in my youth, probably before I had the shot, I'm even guilty of having moments like that on, on social media. But I'm just saying, learn from it, grow, mature, and, uh, you know, move on with your life, you know, for God's sakes. I'm just happy we had good wrestling. This whole shit. I've never in my life seen people that specific. And if this was during the Monday Night Wars, thank God there was no social media for people to be able to nitpick about these demographics and the ratings and stuff like that. You know what? The USA Network and Fox, I bet you all they're doing is counting their money. They're not even thinking about that rating or who won that shit as much as it. They're just all counting money right now. If they gave that much of a shit about the ratings, USA wouldn't have bothered to have a commercial free main event. They, they gave more about having the ratings there for the sake of being a draw than they cared about the advertisements, which means that at that moment, their focus hadn't been their 18 to 49 demographic because the only reason you care about your demographic is because you're catering, your ads are catering to that demographic. So if you choose to have a commercial free event, you're missing out on the most important reason to have that, which means that's not their only focus. You know, so like I said, don't hate each other for that shit, man. You know, we could all like different things. I feel that way about the councils, too. Where I'm just like, I'm not, it's not that I don't like Sony stuff. I love that. I've, I've seen The Last of Us played from beginning to end. I'm a big fan of everything about the story. Um, I'm, I'm aware of everything that happened in even the second one, but I'm just objective enough as an adult to realize there's not enough time to play everything. I had to choose a system. And at the time, the system was more convenient for my level of content creation, which is what I focused on with the way you can screenshot and record and capture things and keep track of things. It's not that, you know, about me hating another system. You got to look at life that way. You choose what works better for you and you don't hate other people if it works better for them, you know? That's all, man. Yeah. You know, like stop it's with the rating. Relax. Anyway, that was the Wednesday Night Wars, folks. Now, before we wrap up here, we have a poll to do. We're going to quickly just recap you on SmackDown and Raw in regards to how it pertains. Again, they did a really shitty karaoke segment. I don't know why. I think at this point, SmackDown's finally the shittier show next to Raw. They don't, they don't care at all. They don't give a single fuck about the things that they're doing. It's embarrassing. And uh, I don't like to have to struggle through it. For the last few weeks, I've been putting it on. Welcome! In between, let me turn this on. Oh God, this is five minutes. We're not watching this whole thing. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Lately, I've been lately I've been putting them on around six o'clock as I get ready for Raw, like and I'm, as I'm putting this program together, and I just have them on in the background. It's like this. I don't even have any kind of. I'm gonna jump across some of this shit. Which, by the way, I'll tell you in a minute. So the, this was what they did with the girls, karaoke. This is SmackDown. He's just a common man. No stasis for us for having to acknowledge the thing's existence right now. So here's one of the reasons I'm acknowledging this song. There's always a method to my madness. Hopefully it's in this clip or I'll be pissed that I have to relive this shit. Right there. What? Apparently they just gave up. Why? Because that's what they do. 
And you know what? Now, kind of sad that Sasha Banks, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross are on this show. Sucks for them. But look at what the fuck they did there, man. Like, this girl has been building that baby face gimmick so good. And just like that, they flip her over a fucking karaoke contest after all the storyline they went through, the showing of her daughter and the army and the things that they went through and the speeches and shit that she gave where she cries in the ring. And you're good, your first turn, if you're going to turn somebody heel, I get it. People turn heel. That's part of the angle. But don't you think that a character that you gave that much fucking backstory to, her whole fucking patriotic thing, was all reversed because she lost a karaoke? My uh, God, Lacey upset. How stupid is this? It's SmackDown stupid. I think Lacey believes she won this thing. SmackDown's garbage now, man. I, I don't even think I feel like... Well, I, I think at this point, I'm going to just pull up the results, and that's going to be my my acknowledging existence. I think that was my last SmackDown. I, I watch it in the background, man. I try just because of the show and for you guys so we can discuss it on here, but honestly... I feel like you're disrespecting yourself at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it, it, it's like, hey, did you watch SmackDown? No, I watched Impact. <laughs> I didn't see karaoke. Yeah, and Alexa Bliss... Uh, well, Nikki Cross gets jobbed out again, right? That was another thing. Freaking, yeah. And for some reason, they show a replay of Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. And I didn't even realize it was a replay until halfway through. I was pissed because that's how little I was paying attention. Here's Alexa and Lecky. I'm so sorry, Alexa. It's not your fault. I just I said it to you. I knew it. With, Sa- with Sasha and Bailey, you have to have eyes at the back of your head. I knew it. And I said it to you today. I said it to you yesterday. And it still happened today. I got caught tonight in that. That can't happen at Extreme Rules. This is my chance to become, to win my first ever SmackDown Women's Championship. Like, I, this can't happen. I can't. Just, it's okay. You're being way too hard on yourself. You just have to, you know what? Thank goodness it happened today and not at the horror show at Extreme Rules. Thank goodness. You're right. You're right. You're always right. We take this, we learn from it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I'm I'll catch up with you. Okay, I'll see you soon. Okay. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll go to the poll in a little while, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win it before I forget, just because from what I'm hearing from the inside, that that is a, that team is both a Vince McMahon and a Bruce Pritchard team. Like, the, they love that. The, the Lexi. I mean, like across, so you they're, 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 they're really fun. They, you, you hold, you they, always they mesh very well. You know, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, fans are getting pissed off. I'm going to try to get into this as quickly as possible. Fans are pissed off about the Jeff Hardy stuff. They think that it's insensitive and it's stupid. It's definitely su- stupid. Whether or not it's insensitive is subjective. We got fans tweeting out stuff like, I think it's been very poor taste. What the WWE is doing to Jeff Hardy. Alcoholism is very serious, very disappointing in WWE right now. Stop the pain. Fire Bruce. The whole rivalry is ridiculous. Addiction is a serious matter, not a fucking joke. Where's the respect towards Jeff and to so many others who are currently fighting against alcohol addiction? Um, Vince with not enough top heels on Raw. Also, Vince C. Sheamus and Cesaro. Let's put these two in ridiculous storylines and avoid moving them to Raw and pushing them as top heels. Uh, grossest angle I've seen in a long time. This angle was destroyed or broke the camel's back. And now I still record WWE on Mondays and Fridays, but I haven't watched in months. AEW is where it's at. I get my fill there. No wonder he's off to AEW. Uh, SmackDown trying to bury him before he goes. Uh, Jeff Hardy brand accepts the bar fight. Think about it. Sheamus serves as a demon of an obstacle who's trying to influence Jeff Hardy to drink. And Sheamus is in the, is in the way of Jeff Hardy in the final destination of redemption and recovery. 
It's just a lot of angry people. I mean, look, yeah, it sucks. It's a shitty storyline. I mean, what else do you want me to say? I don't know about how it affects people. I'm not in that position to be able to relate. I think addiction is very serious, though. Um, I just kind of feel like they could have done something better and maybe not you, Seamus, if you're going to do a storyline like that. Uh, make it worth it. Use someone who's actually from Jeff Hardy's past. And I know that makes it darker. But if we're going to go dark, at least make it work. You know what I mean? I don't know who it could be. They don't have Edge. They don't have Christian right now or anybody who was close to him in that timeline. But whoever. The point is, if you're going to do something that's controversial and dark, make it fit. Just it being Seamus, who's acting like a dick. Uh, it doesn't you work could, You could me. maybe use AJ. AJ who? Styles? AJ, yeah. Oh, I guess because uh, he was around um, Impact when the whole Girl thing happened. Just something to make it a little bit more formal. And yeah, Jeff Hardy himself, Stasis, has said that... Uh, that he this reminds him of the CM Punk feud he was in. Like no shit, because it's, it essentially is the CM Punk feud all over again. It's like they're just recycling. It is the CM Punk stuff. feud. <laughs> all of the stuff that they're doing is recycled stuff, and it's not even as good as the stuff that they used to do. That's the sad thing about this company, you know. And like I said, it's just it's just one bad thing after another. And the girls of SmackDown even went on. Like Naomi tweeted out when people were complaining that they're fighting for better than these kind of storylines and stuff, you know. Um, what's her name? Uh, who who was it here? That this Lacey Evans tweeted out, and she said that uh, the the reasons for the segment were we are all quote unquote we are telling stories quote unquote it's good entertainment and quote unquote it's not just another match it might sound might sound simplistic in nature and somewhat love a deeper meaning, uh, but sometimes it is what it is you know, she said I think that was Lacey oh no this is Lacey Evans thing here, she said that uh. Remember that karaoke segment from SmackDown? We have learned why it happens. Quote, unquote, we tell stories. Quote, unquote, it's good entertainment. And quote, unquote, it's not just another match. Don't shoot the messenger. That was her exact quote. So that's what she was told when she went to creative, that they're telling stories and stuff, which is shitty. Terrible. And Jeff might wind up in AEW. And I know Matt and the rest of the Hardys are not happy about these angles. And I just think that they could they could do better. You know, like of all the reasons to have a feud with these great characters, it's like it has to be a ha ha, you're a drunk. What what bothers me is not just the fact, of course, this is an aspect of Jeff Hardy's life. We know his family had to deal with that deeper than any of us, too. But it's just it it's like where I'm going back to the lack of effort. Oh, yeah, you can just go. OK, he's drunk. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I can think of a thousand reasons for him to shame for him to shame to fight each other. That and they've doesn't done it before. Drinking. They did it with Jericho and uh and CM Punk and when Punk. He was pouring the alcohol on him. They did it with Jake the Snake. When he was getting alcohol like, poured on him, it's you're right, Willie. It is it is very cringeworthy shit. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me why why we need that right now. And this is the first time they've done this with Jeff. Not even the drinking. They did this shit when his dog died. Yeah, it's just it, it's very unsympathetic, and I'm like, just sick of it. You know, like I said, SmackDown they managed to finally fucking destroy our one police. Just talk so highly about it as a quiet little place that since Vince doesn't notice it, the wrestling can go on and we get good shit. It's like that 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 show is is god awful. Yeah. And you know what? Bruce Pritchard and Vince are one of the worst combinations as far as creative I've seen. Everything they're doing is shit that we've done years ago. Look, at, I, I hate to say it, but you know what? On Raw, jumping right over to Raw because I want to get the fuck out of here. The the Randy Orton Legend Killer punting storyline is all ancient recycled stuff 
And the saddest part about it is it's working better than any of the current shit that they're doing just because it's literally just take wash, rinse, and repeat. We've seen Randy Orton and Maiden and uh, Ric Flair in the storyline before. We've seen him punting old legends before and being a legend. Like nothing that they're doing. We've seen uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley. We've seen Christian and Edge before. We've seen Big Show in these feuds. Like literally everything that they're doing, the only shit that's working is old school stuff and all of the new guys are now around like Ricochet and everybody else just to job out. It is cringe worthy fucking television they had 1,687,000 viewers last week we can't even fucking check this week yet because it just ended but that was the lowest that they had since they became three hours okay the lowest that they have had people are noticing that this is a bad product why is Shayna Baszler fighting ninjas what is the purpose of that happening you know like She's fighting the Tozawa ninjas. Is there anything else you want to remember about this show before I get to the poll, man? I don't want to remember this show happened. Anything in at the this time point, you want to At this about? point, people are lucky I even watch the shit anymore. Like, you know, because there's, there's, we have hours worth more of news, but since we have to wrap up with the poll, I'll save some of it for next week. If there's something we didn't get to talk about, it's not because we forgot, it's because it's on the program, but we're short for time. You can hit us up on Twitter and social media and tell us if there's something you want to hear more of our opinion because I still have just as much of a program on me as, uh, before we started, to be completely honest with you. But we have to talk about extreme rules before we wrap up here. But the show's already absurdly long. Uh, here is the link to the extreme rules poll for you guys. Give me a minute to get that poll up on the screen. I had to make this literally as, as fucking, uh, raw was going off the air. So sorry. Just bear with me. I'm getting it up myself here. Okay. Extreme rules. You got it up, Dustin? Yep. Awesome. Okay. I got it up here on my screen now. All right. So first we got the U.S. title match. MVP. Apollo Crews is the champion, right? Yes. MVP against Apollo Crews. I'm going Apollo Crews because I refuse to believe that in 2020, MVPs win a friggin' championship. You could type your responses in the time when they'll pop up on the, on the screen, guys. Just don't forget to actually click and vote. The votes do help. I know it doesn't seem like even if you're on iTunes, uh, I'll put the link up later on on the top of talkbrunch.com. The voting does help us get an idea of where the community is. I mean, I know it's meaningless, but shit, if you're not paying for the show, show's free. Just vote. Voting, participating. Everyone always asks how they can help us. Anything you do, mainly on Twitter and Twitch and our polls, any participation helps. Eye for an eye match where we're hearing that they're going to be using CG. They hire DreamWorks to do the CG of these eyes and i'm not even kidding they did decide that these are going to be they're going to be using special effects for this eye for an eye which i think is one of the most stupid things i've ever heard the stipulate literally you have to rip you have your to lose an eye. eye out you have to, to lose an eye. And, and i'm not calling this extreme rules the horror show that's such a, a stupid thing but yeah you have to take your opponent's eye out here <sighs> i i don't even know <sighs> fucking think that you don't think the seth rollins, rollins looks like euron Greyjoy? Rollins. he's gonna get the <sighs> euron Greyjoy, the ironborn look <sighs> i yeah, I, I guess Ray's winning this. I, I feel stupid I, I, for this. I, I feel like I'm disrespecting myself as a wrestling fan, even acknowledging that this match exists. Ray's going to get it. I'm going to go with it. I don't know how they're going to go about it, though. I, I, I don't even know if I care. <laughs> SmackDown Women's Championship, Nikki Cross against Bailey. I want to see Cross win it. Bailey's been champion a long time. It will not hurt her to lose. I think Nikki needs this win a lot more than Bailey does. What's the other women's championship after? It's, it's the Sasha. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Sasha and Sasha. 
Nah, man. I'm I, I'm going to go on my original theory. I think that, uh, first of all, I think this will be DQ no contest somehow, which is where I'm voting. I think so. Because uh, I think something will happen where it'll be DQ. Bailey's going to retain that title without beating Nikki Cross because in the next match, I think that Sasha is going to take it from Asuka so that they can have like that two-man power trip with, with Sasha and, and Bailey. Yeah, but we have to count on them having the intelligence to do that, which they haven't shown very much of lately. That's what <laughs> I would like to see. I think that the two of them earned it. And they're emphasizing with their little video packages how successful of a team they are and all the history they have. It will be weird after all of this not to try that. This is the, this is the only time. And I love Asuka, but this is the only time that we can, we're positioned to have a two man power trip, two dudes with attitude click type thing. Cause when you really think about it, the two big times that happened was Shawn Michaels and, and Diesel and Stone Cold and, uh, Triple H. Yeah. This would be a cool time to have that. And it would happen more organically than later on when they try to force someone to have all the titles. You know what I mean? Like right now, it would just be cool to do, even if just for a little while. I'd like to see them have that. Right. So I'm going to go with, uh, Sasha for this. We did two for one there. Yeah, so you went baby for Sasha. I'm going uh I'm going Nikki and Sasha. Just because it would see it it would see I'm not I'm not calling for a breakup, but it would be interesting to see how they switch things up if it wants to be in Sasha with two belts and Bailey with one. Right. And if they really wanted to flip Bailey and turn her heel, rather than trying to get her belt back from Nikki, she would have turn on Sasha and try to take her belt instead, which would be a bitch move. Again, don't want this. I yeah, prefer not, not saying I want it. I just I want to see how the dynamic would change. That's a possible route. WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. What the fuck happened here? For this <sighs> Drew McIntyre, because what the f- why would Dolph Ziggler be winning championships? I don't know, man. If you asked me a year ago, why would Drew McIntyre be winning championships? Man, at least Drew got better. <laughs> Ziggler's still shaking his ass at the top of the ramp. So. Ziggler doesn't have any friends to justify him, unless there's something that we're missing for him to interfere to beat Drew. I would assume Drew McIntyre goes over here. Yeah. If they wanted and to be it's... clever, though, Ziggler could use heel tactics. And I would like to see this. Ziggler uses heel tactics, somehow gets screws Drew over, and then Otis cashes in his money in the bank, who we haven't seen for a few weeks. Yes. I, I was literally thinking that a little while earlier. David Ziggler, yes. Uh, uh, it's a shitty thing to have Ziggler win, but it would be interesting to have someone who one of his cash-ins is very famous, the one with AJ Lee and Biggie. It'd be yeah. interesting to have somebody who has that history, have something like that done to him. And it'd be Otis and Mandy Rose that are coming down the ramp and thinking optimistically, maybe it's not COVID related. And they kept them off of TV to get that big pop when they do th- that, you know? So I'm going to change my yeah. role to Ziggler just based on me wanting Otis to cash in his money in the bank. Yeah, I feel that. I'm just going wild card here, guys. I'm going wild. Oh, card. yeah. yeah. We're, we're going as if we were booking this and not this writing team, quote unquote. Wyatt Swamp fight. What looks like the original Bray Wyatt. Going up, yeah, with no, with, with no title on the line, no title on the line. So I have the title in there just to remind me who the champion is. But uh, I don't know. I feel like just because this is what I think they are doing, I think Bray's going to win it just because they can have Bray win and not give him the title. Exactly, he'll win in some weird because way because that's the magical, stupid shit they do. do. Some magical shit and mandible claw him unconscious and ha 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 and disappear or whatever get in his and then not win the title shit, but then not win the title exactly and they keep it with Braun. the title's devalued anyway so there's yet another like, one just, of my just, like just kill that garbage title at this point like, see if see, see if moves to let you borrow the impact world title god god but at least then you'll have one with some value to it <laughs> and that is it guys that is this that is the survey finished here as you can see we're gonna 
pop those votes in. Don't forget, you can go to the top of talkbrunch.com at the end of this sometime tomorrow. If you don't see it right away, come back later. And again, when we update these, if matches are added throughout the next week, you can always go back to the poll and look at the top. Whenever we add the matches, we'll add the match with the time that we added the match so that you could keep track of the new matches added. And when you go back to vote, you don't have to retake the whole thing. Just skip everything. Just add the ones that you added and hit submit. It'll all work itself out. We can keep track of all that shit. So again, the voting helps. And again, don't forget this Sunday, we're most likely doing the post show, the Extreme Rules post show following the event. So we'll be in the chat room throughout the event. And then at the end, when it's over, we'll come back on here and we'll do an open post show and i believe also uh real quick this saturday is is uh slammiversary right yep it is tna slammiversary so we'll talk about that too they're having a gauntlet match with alicia edwards and havoc versus kira hogan and kimberly and kylie ray nevia and madison rain and rosemary Susie, tasha steels taya valkyrie the winner will become the number one contender for the impact knockout yeah. championship you yeah. got Wait, which minor backstory? Susie is basically just the alter ego of Sue Young. So. Gotcha. I had a long storyline you've been doing. So. You got the Impact World Tag Team Championship, which is the North defending their championship against Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. God help me. I don't even want to know. Um, you got the Impact X Division Championship. Willie Mack defending his title against Chris Bay. Uh, you got the Impact Knockouts Championship. Jordan Grace against Deanna Perrazzo defending her title against Deanna Perrazzo. You got the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, old school rules match, Moose defending against Tommy Dreamer. And lastly, you have the Impact World Championship vacant because Tessa Blanchard has left. Eddie Edwards against Trey, against Ace Austin, against a mystery opponent to crown that champion. So you got a busy week of wrestling, not counting the fact that by the time we speak next, you have already watched AEW fight for the Fallen, uh, which is this upcoming Wednesday, which is the Moxley match. And that's going to be handled pay-per-view style like the last two weeks. NXT doing anything special, or are we just getting a regular NXT for once? Yep, regular old NXT. See what uh, the first episode with the new champion. Regular old NXT, guys. So I hope I did a good job at covering as much of this entire week as I can and all of the information. Sorry if there's anything that I missed. Uh, At the end of the day, you lift. That is a win in itself. Yeah, there you go. Because there's a fight getting through some of this stuff. It really is, guys. It really is. You know, all <sighs> some stuff we can get to talk about. I'm sorry about that. We'll try to uh, we'll try to do some other stuff throughout the week. Try to support the other stuff that we have going on. Wednesdays we have the party games on. You know, um, thank you for showing up for everything that you did. But don't forget, Wednesdays we got the party games, and you can participate from the chat room. You don't need a council to be a part of these games. Just join in. Uh, don't forget on Sundays we do our adventure game nights where we pick various games to play. And then the days in between, either one of us might just come on here and just do something random. Uh, you know, just a random game. Or if I'm in the mood, if I if I game, I tend to stream just so that uh, all of you guys can get to be a part of that. You know, like may as well have if I already have all of the system stuff on. Okay, so again, come check it out. We got to grow as a community. This is a big step moving to a different platform. So. We're going to need all of your help to get there. That being said, thank you to the live chat room that's been here all night. Stasis Dreams and Willie V2, Cooler Ice, EB Gamer, Sugar Shane, Night Owl, George with a Z, Weekly Planet, K. Ashley, Jalissa Wood, uh, King Quest, Grumpy Core, Fruit Snacks, Falker Phase, Major Tom, Gate Fitters, uh, Helm, Sweet Harley, Hot Local Mom, Electrical Longboard, A10, St. Clinton, and Aincrad times three. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 394, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here.
Now put your mask back on. Shut that down.